0: Take it away,
1: Mark. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. I am Mark, of course, and you know B Man, Z Man, and David. <laughs> vampire Hunter. David. The vampire hunter that plays live techno music while he goes down the street. <laughs> Best way. So, they, we're so glad to, be, uh, to have you back. And I know um, B Man has a few announcements, um, he always just uses me as a, a large voice. To introduce everybody, um, uh, the um, uh, I know we were at a con this weekend. Oh, <laughs> we're at um, a con this weekend, and then also we have a couple of ex- exclusive clips that are going to be sent over to Facebook very, very soon. For some of our interviews we have David working on that right now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pick our favorite bits that from uh, several of the interviews that we've already done. We're going to post them up to Facebook. Um, when you do see them, we'll announce it on Facebook. But we appreciate if you would tag and um, share it with as many people as you can. Uh, we want to get drive some traffic um, uh, to our page, and then also obviously to YouTube, because we've got a lot of amazing things going on. Um, uh, B-Man, I know we got a, a couple really great interviews set up. Um, uh, isn't that correct? Yep. Uh, so we're finally getting
0: around to our interviews from everybody that we met at the New Jersey HorrorCon and Film Festival. Uh, Today's oh. actually the first in that series of East Coast Horror Talent. Um, we also just got back from Days of the Dead, very fun three days uh went to a few filmmaking panels a couple of which uh were monitored but moderated by uh, tony walsh whose interview with him just went up last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago however <laughs> much time has passed in between us recording this one
1: the, i got a star wars ring there it was pretty great
0: <laughs> um yeah we got a whole bunch of cool stuff there uh, some autographs. Um, I got my copies of American Mary and Dead Hooker in a Truck. And, signed by the Saska sisters. And Zach,
1: and, Zach and Brandon got to hang out with the sisters in a different way this time around. We got a blood photograph. Lucky. That was fun. It's on Instagram. Um, Check it out. Uh,
0: I also got um, copies of Sinister and In a Valley of Violence. Um, signed by the actor who played Deputy So-and-So from Sinister. Um that was pretty cool. Um, David and his wife got some artwork.
2: Yeah, got some uh, paintings, which are awesome.
0: And these two guys had to keep me from wandering off onto the Alice Cooper pinball machine numerous times as well.
1: Actually, you know what? I, actually, that was more on him because I was right there next to you playing. Because the it Rob was on the Rob's like, oh, absolutely on yeah, the yeah, Rob uh,
3: I was the one who had to keep them on track and actually, you know, do the purpose we meant to do at the convention was interact with the independent filmmakers, which we did interact we with We were there of- to have fun,
0: and we had fun. We did
3: have fun. Yes, yeah, the- okay. We had fun, but still, interact, network, and all that. We had met a lot of great people. We're going to be interact, um, interacting and um, coercing with a lot of uh, great filmmakers that are local to the Chicago area and even Wisconsin area, so there's plenty and of I stuff have- to look forward to. And Ohio. Oh,
1: man, right. And Ohio. We um, we also uh, got to meet. You know what? And, and the biggest part I'm part of is it wasn't just the amount of people, it was the quality of people, of course. And then also the variety of people. We have a lot of really cool businesses artists um uh, hopefully hopefully some haunted houses um uh, that are going to be participating in these interviews so we have a large variety of people of uh, you know of the midwest and even outside of the midwest mm-hmm. horror you know con- contributing to the community which is obviously what we're all about here so i'm we're really excited i'm very really excited um and i know the rest of the guys are about all the interviews that we got coming up so
0: and speaking of quality people uh let's introduce today's guest uh, the <coughs> of the award-winning film lilith lee esposito lee thank you hey. for being on our podcast today thank you lee. howdy
1: so i am so sorry that i couldn't uh, join you while i was uh I, I, you know i was in Dallas, training for a job. Uh, yeah, did that v. job entail uh, anything with Vince McMahon? No, it did not entail anything with this, this man. I'm tired of that dude stealing my identity. It's bothering me.
0: Zach, so. send me the link to that video so people can find out. Yeah, baseball exactly. Baseball. Nobody knows what, knows
1: what you're talking about. Okay, basically. all right. All right I'm, I'm resting this right now. There is a wrestler right now, currently working, that looks incredibly a lot like me, except much be- better built. Um, uh, And I've known about this dude for years, and I've been told by many people that if they ever made a movie about him, I would need to act as him, because I do look a lot like him. Um, And and then while I was in Dallas, um, several of the internal friend group um, saw this video and started posting it uh, to all of our social media, saying, oh my God, this is what Mark's really doing in Dallas. But I wasn't, because uh, that because that actually would have been fucking exciting versus what I was actually doing, which was studying at, for a job that I'm doing now. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint, but I'm not sort to disappoint. you're clear.
0: like Bruce Wayne saying he's not Batman nobody's seen bruce wayne and batman in the same place mark and nobody's seen you and this wrestler in the same place well
1: <laughs> you're not incorrect <laughs> you're not incorrect so so yeah so we'll put that video in the you know in the you in know we'll put that link in the video below or something like that i'm dyslexic whatever
0: i'm making a note of it
1: yeah i know the uh i oh yeah and, and also too, um uh you know we we can also uh had Brandon put in video, it links to the, you know, links below. So he's the link guy. So anyway, so we'll get this cracking. Um, obviously, thank you so much for having us on. Um, uh, I, I think uh, Brandon has a, a, a whole list of fucking questions right here. It's crazy. Um, uh, and I'm going to ask uh, one to get you kicked off, and then, uh, and then I'll let uh, Brandon take it away from there. Uh, so I always am curious to ask, you know, where all this started. So for you, you know, going back to when you were a kid, how did you know that you wanted to make film or be involved in film? Was it a film that inspired you? Do you have people in your family? You know, how did this crazy journey start for you?
4: Um, it started when I was like pretty, young, I want to say like fourth, fifth grade. Um, my my dad went to film school, uh, and so I kind of you know learned a lot about it through him and through watching just a ton of movies growing up. Um, and eventually, you know, like, you know, around that time, I started picking up my camera film and stupid little things with my friends filmed like a really, really dumb horror movie, which you can find on YouTube. I will not disclose the name of, um, (laughs) but you can find, yeah, I like that. That was back in like when I was maybe 10 years old, 11 years old. Um, and it just kind of became like something I did for fun at first. And then I took, you know, TV and film classes, like for all four years of my high school, took them through college and it just became—it was just something I really, just really enjoyed doing. It's something really exciting about being able to craft like your own vision and put it, you know, on film.
1: Very nice, very nice. So, when did you start becoming a fan of the horror genre? Because um, uh, I love—I love talking about that. I, I love—I love hearing it from the rest of these guys, but I want to hear it from you too.
4: Surprisingly, uh, really late in life, uh, I was terrified of horror movies growing up like would not watch them would not go near them was freaked out by covers was like just would not touch them. and then um when i was probably 15 or 16 i finally got around to watching um nightmare on elm street and just kind of was like oh this is awesome and then watched everything under the sun since then and it just became like a genre that i really really love i mean i have a very overactive imagination so That was why i didn't watch them growing up but then like that it's just become something that it's like i gravitate to now it's so easy to write like it's so easy for me to write like horrifying situations and scenarios and just like it's fun
3: very nice very nice yeah the uh that's yeah that's very interesting you know but I, i started at an early age i was like three or two years old when i started my horror binge yeah. Yeah, thank you, yeah. mom, for that one. Yeah, my mom too surprising. She took me to see uh,
2: Hellraiser when I was young, which is not something you take a kid to go see but
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a very interesting one. <laughs> it was very... Look, I
3: beg yeah. to tell you that
0: affected you in adult life.
2: The uh... Mommy, what's PDSM? <laughs> <laughs> the uh... I don't know. I mean I watched Strangeland with uh, D Snyder, so uh, and the, uh, I enjoyed that which... too.
0: Uh, A little off topic. Uh, When we were at Dark History the other month, um, Bob Elmore, who played Leatherface in Text Chainsaw Massacre 2, um, I was talking to him, and in the middle of our conversation, this woman just comes up to him, points, and says, you're the reason why I'm into leather aprons and boots in the bedroom.
1: Nice, nice.
0: (laughs) And just walks away. When I told Mark that story, all he could say is like, I can only imagine what the cast of Hellraiser gets to hear. Yeah. Doug <laughs> oh co-
1: hold on man. Come on. How many times with uh, with James and everything else with the fucking human centipede stories? Yeah. And all that, at uh, least once. At least once. well yeah, him too. All right. Um. Uh, so we have another uh, one of our uh, interviewees. His name is James. He runs a uh, non for profit um, uh, movie restoration company. The HSPPA. Thank you. Um. Uh, he actually restora- uh, restorates and restores. Con- uh restores and restores conservates, restores um, movie props, <laughs> movie costumes. <laughs> those are all three different things. Um. Uh, uh, the- restores those things, and he has an actual. <laughs> Fuck you, Zach. He uh... you can't <laughs> talk. Uh, he actually has a human centipede hookup from I think oh part, part three part three um, And he's like, you wouldn't believe how many people like I've had I've had a mother, grandmother and daughter actually run to this and set it up. I've had bachelorette parties. I've had <laughs> families and then we had and then Brandon participated. there's pictures. Um, I he
3: see. ran to it me and dave we didn't have to argue it's just like i want to do it okay yeah. and he said the funniest thing is everyone runs to the back always
1: <laughs> they always run to the back i don't know why because
3: that's where the mask is the, so uh, well the mask okay from, and, and for me it's still the place you want to run to yeah, damn well, that's
1: that's a good point the uh <laughs> true. so back to how we all got into horror movies the uh, I actually um, uh, I was the same as you actually I saw you know a lot of the film covers at an early age and had nightmares because I had an overactive imagination yeah. and um and the funny thing is I moderately was was into horror um uh, throughout ta- you know throughout the course of my life uh, but um, I met these guys most you know uh, all pretty much around the same time about four years ago and I uh, Zach I actually auditioned for Zach in his senior film. And then we became friends, and, and they all really, really got uh, got me into horror. So I became a fan through them, uh, which is always nice. It's, you know, horror bringing friends together. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, Actually, uh, I think
0: that's <coughs> my first Hell, yeah. question. Uh, so you're part of Ritter House Productions, which yes. produced Lilith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read a little bit about it on your website. And there are three of you, according yes. to the website. Yes, and it said you guys met about a little over ten years ago, yeah. I and that be. you finally formed Ritter House specifically for Lilith. Mm-hmm. Um, can you go into about like what made that decision take place? What made you guys get together? Why did you decide that these were the two people you wanted to collaborate? And what eventually led to Lilith?
4: Sure. Yeah. Uh, so. Chris and and Vin and myself uh, are all part of a similar like-minded YouTube community of, like, you know, these sort of ongoing found-footage-esque horror series that all have similar concepts, but they're all, you know, doing their own things, and they occasionally will cross over. We all became friends through that. It's a very niche community. And um, we all share a love of filmmaking. We all really kind of just get along really well, and I wrote Lilith in about end of 2015 I want to say and I just kind of showed it to them and then we were like you know we kind of just they they got on board and we started just speeding along to actually getting it made and then throughout the process of actually you know being in production we realized oh we work really well together we could do this like you know as a job as like a full-time thing and so we uh, got all the papers together and formed an LLC and you know we made our little production house as a result
0: nice um so you wrote the feature lilith first it sounds like uh you also made a proof of concept which i saw that on listed on imdb yes Uh, you want to talk about how that came to be
4: yeah so i mean it's it's since been taken down for the sake of you know not spoiling the actual film but um uh yeah so i wrote the the full the full feature back in 2015 uh and then we were trying to figure out how to get it made so we shortened the full movie down to about seven pages just to get the idea across and we filmed a little short version of it in mid 2016 got it made uh it was really cheap and kind of that to try and spark interest in the project and people liked it and were kind enough to believe in it and throw money at us so it was pretty rad (laughs)
0: So did you go a crowdfunding route or invest
4: investors? Or... Oh, um, no, it's pure investors. Uh, we got really lucky in that Um, like a, a lot of uh, family and family friends and like extended family all just kind of like pooled their money together and got us a budget, which was really, really cool and not something that happens very often. And I'm exceptionally lucky to have the access to that. But yeah, that was just like pure luck. And I'm it, I'm like eternally grateful for it because it's an opportunity I don't think I ever would have gotten otherwise.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it, it looks like there is a lot of luck in this and that, uh, okay. and I, we talked about this a little bit, um, when I first, when we first started talking on Facebook, uh, the actress who plays Lilith in the feature is the same actress you got in the Proof of concept.
4: Yes, yes. And, uh, uh,
0: so did you already have her in mind? Did she have to audition?
4: Um, she did audition, yeah, uh, she auditioned for the Proof of Concept, and I mean, we got a lot of auditions for Lily in, in the, the POC, and... Like, no one understood the character, like, at all what I was going for. They were all playing it, like, you know, too too seductive, too, like, serious. And then, like, I got an audition from Savannah, and she just got it, and she was the only one to get it. And it, there was just this energy to her that I was like, oh, like, she understands what I'm going for. And, I mean, I cast her there, and then I was just like, when we got greenlit for the actual, you know, feature, I was like, we need to get her back. I'm like, there's nobody else who understands that role. And she wasn't like nice enough to be happy to come back which was awesome so yes.
0: so it wasn't like she was signed on for the role if the proof of concept got the green lighted so you actually had to contact her separately
4: yeah yeah i i, I mean I, she and i stayed in contact after the proof of concept and we we like we became friends but then like after like when like we got the green light i'm like hey like we're doing this you need to come back. This is important. <laughs> and she, she was like, I don't want anybody else to have this role. So I was like, cool. Perfect. Love that.
1: It's usually how actors are. Once, once they own something, they, they want to own it for, uh, for a very long time.
4: Yeah. I mean, especially, if, especially if it's a role that they are like, they, they gravitated to, I feel.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. Um, so maybe you decide
0: to do a succubus story. Cause we we're actually talking about before, uh, we started this interview like the only succubus story I could think of was that South Park episode from scene three and in a way, kind of Jennifer's body, but it's like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of werewolf stories, um, <laughs> vampire stories, zombie <laughs> stories that you can probably find. You can go outside right now and find someone that has an idea for a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see any succubus stories. So what drew you to that?
4: Um, weirdly enough, Pumpkinhead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. The whole, the whole idea that Pumpkinhead was thought of on this ground that, like, you know, there's, like, oh, there's a demon for every one of mankind's sins or whatever. And, like, I was, like, that's really cool. No one did anything with that after Pumpkinhead. They just didn't. And I was, like, why? And then so I had, like, all these ideas just kind of spiraling around in my head. And then, um, like, I just kind of thought of this. Like, I'm, like, oh, you know, it would, like, kind of be funny if it's, like, this, like, lust demon. And, like... It, it was just it started with that and I started thinking of it and like in this really like schlocky evil dead sense. And then as I was writing it, it just kind of evolved into something very different and very um, emotionally resonant to me. And it was just like something I, I don't know. It was it was a very strange evolution that it had, but it, it, it turned from like something that was not at all meant to be serious into something that I was like, oh, I I kind of fell in love with the world.
0: Uh, was there any kind of research that you did? Because, of course, Lilith is an actual demon's name. Uh, there was also a lot of uh, Wiccan inspiration <laughs> in the story as well. So what kind of research did you have to do for the story and the characters?
4: Uh, I, I did do a little. Uh, I do have a couple friends who are Wiccan. I did kind of consult them on certain elements. But then uh, and then, you know, I did do some some research into the biblical lore. And then but then a lot of it, I I took liberties because I was like, you know what? I want to be able to, to meld this freely to what I need it to be. And uh, that's also why I spelled her name with two L's and not one. So I was like, I, I want to differentiate it a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I just sort of, I, I cherry picked the things I wanted to include and tossed out the rest.
0: <laughs> that that uh, reminds me, there's a 1970s movie called two Lane Blacktop, uh, which is very car oriented And uh, Robert Downey Sr. was telling a story of how he uh, met the writer one day and he asked him, how did you find out all about all this stuff about the cars and everything? And the writer told him, I made it up.
4: I just wanted to tell the story I wanted to tell. (laughs) 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 If it it works, it It works. You've got to tell tell the story you want to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let facts get in the way of a good story. Exactly. It's unless.
3: it think involves... I saw that on a bumper sticker once. <laughs> unless it involves a hazmat suit. <laughs> let's
1: not get into that. Let's let's not. I I, I don't want that story to go public
0: <laughs> for their production.
1: The uh, not yours.
0: <laughs> anyway, moving on. All right. Um, so 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 the casting of Lilith herself um, for the feature that was pretty easy. It's you had. The actress in the proof of concept brought her back. Uh, you had a really good cast for the rest of the characters, too. Like, they all felt like friends. So, are these all actors that came into audition? Were the actors that you already knew? Like, no, what was I the didn't. casting process
4: for I, the Friends? I didn't know any of them outside of uh, Savannah and Michael, and that's just because they were in the proof of concept. Um, I mean, I cast them all just through backstage, and they, they all, like, I was just a long casting process of. Going through literally, I think 3,000 auditions for like the whole cast. Um, it was a lot. It's yeah. But... Was bad. Yeah. No, <laughs> <yeah>, no <laughs> I mean, 3,000 worse. Was but, like, what happened? 3,000, you said? Yeah. Um, When you combine like the, like the main roles and then all the smaller roles, yeah, it was about 3,000.
3: Wow. Yeah. We, it was a lot. We hit like 200 for the episode three auditions. And that was just huge for us. We're like, yeah, holy sh- like, episode one for Living Nightmares, we got,
0: what, like, ten submissions, only four who actually showed up. Yeah, yeah. Episode two was somewhere around... 30? 30, and how many showed up? Like, maybe f- half of that. Yeah. And then for episode three, it was, like, 150 150- <sighs> We had to put like, a whole day at the
4: audition space. It's the like, the beauty of backstage is that you're able to do all the auditions just like online and like I mean that's it was all just you know like like email submissions and like through through the through the, uh, the website but it was it yeah it's still it's it's a lot I do love the casting process though I mean it's something there's something about it that's just kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Quick question for you. Do you uh, so you take video submissions right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me personally, I don't know. I'm I'm just not a big fan of video submissions. I like. Seeing the people in person, meeting them, talking with them, making sure they're, like, a good fit for what I'm looking for and stuff like that. But, yeah,
4: that, that's just me. I but, like to do that for callbacks usually, uh, like, for, for video submissions. Like, like for me, because I'm, like, I don't like judging a person's performance on, the, like, what they can give, like, in the moment right there. Just because, like, with video submissions, they have the opportunity to send you whatever they feel their best is.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So I'm, like, if you're sending me what you think is your best and it's not, well, all right, cool, bye.
3: <laughs> yeah and then i also like to be able to like give notes if like if i don't like the performance they're giving me i can just give a quick adjustment see if they do better and most of the time they do so
4: that's, yeah, no that's definitely just, fair I, I think the other problem is that i don't have like, access to a really like an audition space
3: fair enough um yeah, that, yeah, we, yeah there's this uh split what, what the heck is it it's called
1: the Annoyance theaters in chicago we yeah. we actually got really lucky they have like a downstairs area uh with actual like rehearsal rooms and then oh, nice. uh, audition rooms just it's, like, it out uh, like fifteen bucks a day. Oh, or right? 15, 15, an hour, hour. fifteen an hour. Yeah, the Keep closest we so, have
4: so. to anything like that around here is in New York, which I mean, like it is. It's it's pretty cheap. It's like eighteen bucks an hour, but it's still it's like it's in New York, and I'm just like it's a process to just like go to take the train like hour and a half away. It's it's you know. Yeah. I hear
1: you. The you know it's uh, you brought <laughs> an interesting point. And I wanted you to expand about it. What do you love about the casting process so much?
4: I really couldn't even tell you, I just like a lot of times I like seeing what people get out of what I'm writing for them, like what what people are like, how people are interpreting it, how they're reading it, how they're like, you know delivering it. It's just really interesting because i've I've seen like performances where I'm like, I would not have read it that way in a million years. And then I've seen performance where, like they do it better than I could have envisioned, or they'll add something that like I'm like, oh, that's really good. I want them to keep that. So oh, it's, yeah, no, it's absolutely. I can
3: agree 100% with that. Casting process is both awesome, amazing, and sometimes even hilarious. Oh,
4: and, and oh terrifying nonetheless. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah.
3: The um, I've been on both sides of the table
1: actually. Um, I, so I it's it's interesting for me to see the the both sides of the perspective. Oh, sure. Uh, of, uh, being on the, the the producing side and the cat, you know, on that side, then also acting and auditioning as well. Um, uh, and then and then coming to the very real truth that everyone's nervous and everybody oh, wants. Yeah. To do well, uh, um, uh, the
0: uh... I actually recommend checking out the um, behind-the-scenes featurette on the DVD for the Kevin Costner movie Open Range. Okay, because uh, he directed that one, and there's actually a part where he's going he's going through casting or audition videos with the casting director to fill up like small bit roles that only have like a couple lines, and just the hard time he has making decisions because he even talks about. I've been on the other side of this before, so how can I
1: choose? Yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate that. And actually, on that same note, I'll I'll recommend a book. Um, it's called "The Secrets uh, of a Casting Agent or Casting Director." Um, it's a great book. Um, it shows both sides of the coin. Um, I've actually recommended it to not only actors, producers, directors. I've recommended it to the salespeople too. Um, uh, the um, uh, it just it's a good book um, about how. Um, uh, you know, about everyone, you know, nobody really wants to see anybody fail, like, and, 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 you know, and the I remember, like, the first paragraph, uh, you know, she was saying, I've been an actress, I've been an actor, and been in, in auditions and walked into a room and being like, oh, my God, I hope they like me, I hope, I hope we do well, I hope we do this, but, like, she's like, the thing you don't realize is the other side of the table is going, oh, my God, I hope we can find somebody great, I hope we can cast this right, what happens if we don't find anybody? It's the same nerves, the same energy, it's the same concerns that are on both sides of the coin. So any of the actors that are watching this, you can take it from everyone here that that has participated in casting, that we want you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed.
4: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: So that's the casting. What about the other side of the camera? Who did you line up for crew? Did you have to post any ads? Did you already have? Crew members that in mind.
4: What was the um, crew process? I mostly crew wise. I mean, we. My 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 ad likes to joke that we were. Um, Chris, who's one of my my production partners, likes to joke that we were a few a few bones short of a skeleton crew. We had a really 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 small crew for this movie. Um, but yeah, a lot of it were um you know like people who were like fr- friends people we knew people who were trying to get into the business except for the only person who was really like outside of the group that like I already knew. Was our sound guy who was um uh I went to school with his sister and she recommended him to me so I I got met up with him and he was he you know he, he gave us what we what we needed it was really great. Which
0: tell him for me that he did a really good job. For um, sure. I've actually sat through a lot of independent projects where you just cannot hear what people are saying, and every bit of dialogue in your movie was crystal clear. Awesome. So awesome. As a Thank viewer. You. And especially since this is a ninety-minute project, <laughs> and not a five-minute project. Right, right, right. As an audience member, thank you for getting a really
4: top-notch sound guy for your project. I, I appreciate you saying that because that <laughs> sound is like you know they they say it's fifty-one percent of a movie. So like, yeah, I, I I'm glad that it was all uh, it all worked for y'all.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can have a you can have a terrible movie with great sound and it'll at least be watchable because right. you know you can deal with the sound if you have a great movie with terrible sound it's yeah. it's it's hard yeah eyes gonna just ears
1: can't yeah yes yeah. did you uh um, did you have a producer on on set with you or um, we, we had a
4: couple we had uh we had two our, our two executive producers uh, like i said they're, they're they're like their family and family friends so like they were they would stop in here and there and like cater a lot but you no know, they were it was mostly just like kind of uh me and my my ad my dp running the show Nice.
1: Nice. Yeah. The um. uh, So uh, you know, uh, tell me about the your DP process. I mean, um. You know, what kind of conversations did you have before you got to set? You know, uh, you know, how's that relationship work out? Oh my thunder, Mark. Oops, sorry. (laughs) I know how important it is,
3: especially if I can talk to you.
1: Especially if I can talk to you all the time. The uh, the. It wouldn't be the f- actually. You'll notice that about Brandon and I. Usually, we're on the same length <laughs> things. So if I don't say it, he's thinking it, and if he's thinking it, I'll say it. So right, right. It's usually how that works.
4: Hey, I mean, that's that's good. That's good communication right there. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, Vince and I. I mean, like I said, he, he's my other production partner. He like we've known each other for a while. He knows you know his way around most technology. Um, when it came to actual like shots and stuff, we had he and I had like hung out with like for, like, weeks, months on end, planning out, like, every single scene, like, way, way, way ahead of time. So, I mean, by the time we actually got to set, it was all pretty straightforward. And then it was just, like, dealing with certain equipment issues that we were having toward the end of production, which, like, was less fun. But, you know, it comes with the territory.
0: What'd you guys uh, shoot on?
4: Uh, uh, Black Magic. <clears throat> Black Magic uh, Cinema 2.5K.
0: Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> um so what about uh lo- the locations process <laughs>
4: um yeah, that was the hard part especially when it comes to like planning shots and stuff because <clears throat> some locations we didn't have until like a week beforehand uh it was a lot of you know reaching out to places reaching out to colleges reaching out to all these different locations and either having them say no no and oh. Lost we on. You a bit there. Like I said, we got like the last of our locations. I think a couple days before. Oh, sorry. Um, it was just a lot of like us getting the runaround and a lot, a lot of like nose. And I think the last of our locations we didn't get until like uh, two days before the actual scene was being shot. Like it was, it was rough. But then like there were some locations that were great. Like our the the, the place that we used for the hospital, which was a, a plastic surgery clinic. Um, we called them and they were like two questions. Do you have insurance? And is it porn? And I was like, yes and no? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure questions. they've gotten a
1: phone call before. There, there's there's
4: they story. have. I mean, I, I guess they had to. That's a question they have to ask.
1: <laughs> the, uh, I mean, there's a, well, there's a fair share of porns in doctors' offices.
3: I,
4: I seriously want to know the story behind that one. Oh, <laughs> I the,
3: do. That's I, a exactly.
4: Those are the only two questions we have. I'm like, Okay. Uh, well I can answer both of those at this exact moment, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're nicer than me. I wanna call it man. like hold on, let me get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so they did.
4: The no, 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 no. Wait,
0: hang on, heading hang on. On. to that, what you gotta do is yes,
4: the insurance, I'll get back to you. <laughs> on no, the part, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, at that point, I was You're so... Here's the, the thing, I though. I was so desperate at that point. That I was just like, nope. It was like a week before production started. I was like, yeah, no, it's not a porn. All right, thank you. <laughs> but here's the thing. It is a succubus story. Did they it know is. that much? Listen, we're not shooting any sex scenes in the hospital. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what,
1: though? I actually, funny enough, I'll back... Like, almost 10 years ago, I was in an independent film. I was acting in it, and I, w- and I was a mini locations manager for them. I found a bar in the suburbs out here, and they had signed off, you know, the paperwork to go ahead and shoot there. We had shot all the in- interiors, shot a scene in-, in the bathroom. It was a it was a ranch comedy. Mm-hmm. And we we filmed the scene outside in the back alley, or, like, the, the pseudo-back alley, and it was a simulated <laughs> sex scene. Um, uh, and there was like 30 people, including a bunch of patrons that had come out and everything else to watch this scene. <laughs> I found out through the grapevine about, uh, you guys have never heard this story. No. Um, my the, I found out through the grapevine about, about two months later, I was permanently banned from that bar because apparently they had not known that this particular movie is going to have simulated sex scenes. One of their next door neighbors, one of the businesses, came late one night to go get some paperwork, saw what was going on, and called the village, and then uh, the village on them, even though it was on their property, and then called the restaurant owner and said, "You know what the fuck's going on at your restaurant <laughs> right now?" The- <laughs> Apparently they know each other and everything else. And then I had to find out through another friend. Nobody called me and told me. I already got the signature from the dude. so I, I found out two months later after the film was wrapped. Were you on set? The, 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 uh, what's up? Were you on the set? Oh yeah, I was very much on the set. I was I was in the I was in the scenes that they were shooting. Right. Um, uh, and uh, and yeah, we had no issues. Nobody came, even came up to us. Like nobody thought to <laughs> say, "Hey, you know, like what's what's going on here?" And that's the hilarious part. Like it, normally, film uh, crews attract people. In this case, no one bothered us. No one, no one's even involved, even though there's thirty people crowded around a camera behind the camera, watching a simulated sex scene happen in the back alley. The um, uh, you know, which is beyond me. But yeah, that that happened. That did happen.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's a thing. So,
1: um, I've had my fair share of, of interesting stories in the film world.
0: Yeah. Where
1: were we? <laughs> uh, uh, locations, a, I
3: think. Like, the porn thing? I don't know. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> porn gets involved, it derails everything. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's exactly. cool. uh, actually, here I have a question for you. So,
4: you had Langston Fishburne in your project? Yeah. How did you get him? Uh, he just auditioned. <laughs> Honestly, he just sent an audition. It was funny, because like, we, I watched it and I was like, oh, he's great. And, um, you know, like, we, I saw the name and I was like, Langston Fishburne. I'm like, he's probably not. Like, there's no, he's not related to the, like, there's no way. And I'm like, I'm, so, you know, I was just like, I'm casting him. And then, like, our producer's like, is he related to Lawrence Fishburne? I'm like, I don't think so. I'm like, you're just, you're probably just being racist. And then, like, <laughs> like, he's like, no, he looks just like him. I'm like, fine, I'll look him up. I looked up, I'm like, oh, it's his son okay <laughs> by that point it, i'd already cast it i'm like all right then cool <laughs> it, it was hilarious because I'm, I'm watching the movie and i'm like he looks so damn
3: familiar and i just can't it's put my just finger like on his
4: dad it's really yeah. creepy
3: yeah i'm just and then I, i'm like I, I gotta look this up. holy crap wow good job yeah good for you <laughs> I, I i can't wait for the
0: it day it was awesome for- we we yeah. have the uh, offspring of an Oscar nominee walk into our backstage. On could it show? be
3: Matthew McConaughey? Just so we could say, all right, all right, all right, in a tiny voice. Yes, 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 it can.
0: Uh, all right, so uh, he- here's a big one for you. Uh, tell me about th- how the makeup design came to be, like, because that makeup job was really well done. Because um, actually, how we fir- how we first <laughs> learned it was. Um, I was at the New Jersey Film Festival, of course, um, and we actually came in at the very tail end of it because we wanted to check out a few of the shorts. Mm. And we cut the tail end of the movie, and we saw the makeup design for Lilith, and we thought it was a really detailed and well-done piece. Um, so it's like, I guess, how long did it take to put the actress in there? How, who designed it? How did the design come to be to look the way it was?
4: So the design came. It, it started with just like my, how I described it in the script, and then I sent it to um, my friend who is also my tattoo artist. Uh, she's a really, really fantastic artist. So I was just like, "Hey," I kind of, I, I kind of like rough sketched out something. I sent her that, and then like the description from the script. And I was like, "Hey, can you draw like actual concept art of this?" So she did. And then I um, was looking for like a makeup artist in the area. I found uh, a really, really talented guy by the name of Ricky Vitus who was on uh, Face Off. Hmm. Ooh, very nice. um, the show, not the John Travolta movie. Yeah, Uh yeah. and uh, yes. and then like. What <laughs> I used to watch that show all the time. Yeah. Either way, yeah. both are great.
3: Yeah, well, I'm yeah. Good with both. Yeah,
4: no, yeah. No, for sure. But yeah, so um, he he kind of sculpted it. He had cast Savannah and sculpted it all out. And then um, we had uh, a different application artist on set named uh, Mel Licata, who was also on one on Face Off. Um, he Ricky got me in touch with her, but um. The two of them, yeah, they did a really great job. I think the application process for the full body was about six hours. Wow, uh-huh. And, and uh, by the end, I think it had worked down to about three and a half, four. It was okay. like a full week full week where we were just doing that stuff. So, yeah, I think by, by the last day of the week, it was like four hours. Yeah. Did you
3: shoot all those scenes back to back just so you can get them yeah, out of the way? Yeah, just get
4: them out of the way. We like blocked that out right in the middle of production. It was like seven days of just all the effects stuff. Uh, and that week was a kind of a nightmare, but it was fun, it was a good time, like especially that, that whole like climax scene was just one, like I think I want to say, like an 18 hour day or something. It was crazy, like we were up at like four because like Savannah had to be in full makeup, so she had to be like her call time was like 4 a.m., and then we had to shoot the whole fight scene, and we were done around midnight. I think it was it was crazy. Ooh. Wow! Yeah, been
1: been there, there, done that. Bought that t-shirt. Good work, man. Uh, One scene where I'll
0: say that she was a trooper was, I guess, her introductory scene. Oh, in the in the late night in the woods. Yeah, yeah. It It was cold.
4: I'll call it. It was cold. It did not look warm. (laughs) Not warm at all. I felt so bad, but yeah, no, she she was a trooper the whole week. She didn't complain once. And like, mind you, those contacts had her like blind. She was just, she couldn't touch him because she had the claws on. It was a mess, but like she, absolute trooper, didn't like, didn't complain, didn't say a word. It was just like super, super nice the whole time.
1: Yeah.
0: And her performance came through the makeup as well, which can Mm -hmm. sometimes be really difficult. Like I think Ron Perlman once said that when you (laughs) have all the prosthetics on you, you have to overact that the emotions really come through
4: your face yeah yeah and i mean like during that climax scene i mean that was toward the end of the week so by that point she was like fully comfortable in it and it, it really really worked out in, in our favor on that front because she was just like giving it her all and i really love how it came out
1: nice yeah. nice yeah great work yeah. We're all crazy, right. anyway, man. So yeah. We, so her not complaining about it, it doesn't surprise me. All actors are crazy, and so. No, I some know.
4: I mean, it's it, She's also just like the nicest person on the planet. So.
1: Like, I'm sure she people. was
4: cursing us out. It was just in her head.
1: Oh, of course, <laughs> they, uh, of course, and that's what nice people do. They don't curse out loud. They just curse in their head.
0: Uh, any other production technical aspects you guys want to ask about before next section of questions? No,
1: you know what? I have a question. Sure. Um, uh, you know, it, it, the with with the woods and everything else, how did you work out permits for that?
4: Um, I just got lucky in the fact that uh, my next door neighbor has a large chunk of woods behind his house, and he just kind of was like, "Yeah, it's fine."
1: Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that, okay, it's cool. That's 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 definitely. It helpful. was
4: very DIY. The whole production was very like ghetto, and we just kind of like low-key a lot of it, but um, yeah, he's just, just like, like, he's like yeah, the he back there. Yeah, nice,
1: nice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The uh, yeah. good old-fashioned gorilla. Exactly. Oh, yeah.
4: Had yeah. the cops called on us, but I'm like, hey, we have a contract saying we could be here. The, uh, t- tell us
0: about that. <laughs> or is that it?
4: Oh, did we, we get disconnected? was that? I lost you guys for a second. Uh,
0: oh, okay. No, yeah, I just, I just, I, they
4: just lagged.
0: Yeah, tell us about the... Uh, so
4: the cops just showed up and it was very in-out, or... <laughs> Yeah, the neighbors across the creek were like, hey, like, do you guys have permission to be there? We're like, yeah, we do. We're shooting a movie. And then they called the cops anyway, and the cops showed up. I'm like, look, we have a contract saying you'd be here. I will show it to you if you want. But they were like, no, it's cool. We just have to make sure. I'm like, okay, bye.
1: The uh, opposed to <laughs> Chicago cops, that literally just roll past and they wave. Yeah. <laughs> they have they, real
4: shit to be dealing with. <laughs> Actually,
0: the cops we've For dealt sure. with have all just asked us, "Hey, what are you well, yeah, doing?" Yeah, they like, they, they... Saw, like actually on um, episode two, I think <laughs> they just brought up and was like, "We saw you guys filming, and my partner was just kind of curious what you guys were doing." was we like it's no, horror
3: series, dude. It saying, was both episodes. That
1: you actually know? happened in three. Yeah. They were literally had uh, <clears throat> we're do- filming a scene in an, uh, under an overpass that has two lanes, and there literally is a a, a um a. Um, the the actual structure that's holding up the uh, the bridge, which the red line goes under, and this dude is is in the middle of the street in that little overpass, and we're just hanging out there. Cops pull up, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. So, yeah. and they pull up, they're like. Hey guys, what are you guys filming? There they go. Just having a conversation with us while we're in the middle of the fucking street, and they're stopped, <laughs> stopping traffic in the middle at two in the morning. Just like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. They like, my partner wanted to know what you guys wrote to. Oh, that's awesome. Like, and the one dude looked it up on his phone. Like, and then actually the driver put it in park and then looked it up on his phone. They like, the, it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a fast thing. It was an actual thing. And I think, I think they finally got the hint that we wanted to keep working. Yeah, and yeah. So off.
4: We potentially got two viewers out of it. Though. We did, we did. Hey, there you go. Some, I mean you'll get you'll you know, get those two watching. C P D man. I'm not know. complaining.
3: I'm just waiting for the day we try to do it without a permit. It's just like, yeah, can we see your permit? Crap! The, the one time
0: No, we yeah. that's uh, the advice I passed on to all these guys on the film episode two, which I'll pass on to you and all any other filmmaker filmmaker that's watching this. Um it wasn't even a cop that was the first person that asked us what we were doing on episode two. It was just some random Damn. guy in a car. Nobody knew what to say to him. And I just Nobody. walked up and I just shouted him, we're filming a horror series. It's called Living Nightmares. Look us up on YouTube. And he's <laughs> like, cool, drives away. And I just turned to our crew and
3: say, if somebody asks us what you're doing, turn into to a marketing opportunity.
4: Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. Become a
3: salesman. That'll drive them away. <laughs> Not entirely accurate.
1: In the uh, no, no, he's the them. That is accurate. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, no, I've and get your permits in order. I always. You know, oh I, yeah. I say the um, it makes life so much easier. Um. uh oh, makes sure. mean, stress
4: <laughs>
3: so much easier to deal with.
1: Yeah, you're the not now we worried filming, about like, town
4: stuff. We got, we had permits. We had like cops like shutting down traffic for us. It was great. Nice. Oh man. Oh yeah, nice. that cost
1: that cost us a pretty penny out here in Chicago. It, oh,
4: it's out here too. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was oh, it was okay. helpful because there was like a a, a house like. Throwing on party music and he's just like, "You want me to shut that down?" I'm like, "Please." <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's great! I wish I could do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's nice. that's pretty
1: great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some filming going on down here and everything else. Y'all need to keep that down.
4: <laughs> it okay. was great. I was like, I was like, "Yeah, please, thanks. That would be awesome." <laughs> the
1: um, uh, not... we can do
4: that. Awesome. <laughs> and,
1: no, the, I mean, I mean, the shit. The craziest thing that we got to do was was tell somebody. Um, or more specifically, I told somebody, um, uh, the, uh, where it was right. You know what? But Brendan said it the best. He's right in our workspace. He's like yeah. right in our workspace. It's like there's one, like we, so we had a patch
0: of, of a uh, parking space, uh, that we were filming at and basically we were doubling it as an actual part of the street. Um, we had this specific stretch of road on our permit. And we actually ended up getting a bit more than we thought we were. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were two cars parked in the space that we had reserved. One of them was just kind of at the end of the section that we didn't even think we would get, so we didn't care about him. But this one guy was parked literally right in the middle of where we planned to have the car in the film. And it was also <laughs> to what was our uh, craft services area, as so well was like right in the middle of our workspace. So I had Mark call the tow truck while I set up the camera.
3: Yeah, that's
1: that's yeah. why I always encourage people to have on-set producers because oh, they yeah. deal with all the all the logistical bullshit that nobody else wants to deal with. Oh,
4: no, for it'd, sure. It'd you be
1: the like fix, it. be the fixing guy.
4: Yeah, you need somebody on set to deal, do all the paperwork while the rest of us
1: are doing stuff, <laughs> running sure. around like crazy people, I'm
4: trying to actually get the film made.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah but uh but yeah that's that that definitely happened oh god anyway moving right, on
0: so moving on uh so are there any challenges during filming that sure. created any compromises like something that you had to change the script the day of or any just fun challenge stories
4: that you'd like to share you just asked that again you liked for a second
0: uh, like uh, so, um, yeah. Were there any challenges during filming, like anything that caused any compromises to scripts that you had to do a quick rewrite the day of, or just any fun challenges or any fun challenge stories that you'd like to share?
4: Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, so the 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 one bit that I'm I'm still mad to this day about the whole bit with like the body bag outside with like the crowd around that that little, that little Tarantino-esque shot that was supposed to be very very different, but we had to like we, we didn't have uh, we didn't have Langston anymore. We we had to push that back. We were supposed to shoot that the day that he was still there and then we just ran out of time and then had to push that back to like the end of shooting and then didn't have enough people show up so we had to just totally scrap what I had and then just kinda retool it to being something really quick that we could do that got gets the point across without like, you know Having it be too much of a hassle because we still had a bunch of other stuff to shoot that day. But the most fun that I would say is uh, when we were shooting the ritual out in the woods. There was a ninety percent chance of rain that day, oh, and yeah. we were uh, no backup plan. We were, were like, oh, we're we're fucked. We're just gonna like be out there. Like, can I curse on here? Is that cool? Oh, by oh all yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, we're fucked. Um, and <laughs> so like we're just like we're like all right, we're just gonna go out there do as much as we can as quick as we can and then just kind of, like, you know, run and gun, and then if whatever we don't get, we'll have to push back. Um, And then some, you know, god, devil, something smiled on us because we're looking at the Doppler radar, and the clouds literally parted over my town. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, cool, thanks. Uh, Don't know what I did to deserve this, but all right, thank you.
0: You just made every filmmaker listening to this jealous. Thank you, what I I really...
1: we can't be jealous because we got just as lucky. Oh yeah, we definitely got just as lucky on episode three, so we can't talk a lot of a uh, lot of shit about that.
4: I think it was just somebody being like, "Hey, I know that if it rain, if you get rained out today, you're gonna kill yourself." So like, <laughs> maybe I'm gonna stop that from happening because I had just gotten dumped that same day in the middle of like production. It was, oh, it was oh, a good night. yeah, it was like a whole mess of a day, and then I was like, "If it rains, I'm going. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna blow my fucking." Thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. Bought that t shirt a couple times.
3: I, I can't say I've dealt with the dump part, but oh, yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Uh,
1: you know what? Try, try being one of my buddies who um uh, uh, who was dating a girl in a play that he was in, and he was the lead actor, and she was a lead actress. She dumped him the night before opening night, and they had to put on the entire play with her. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, Yikes. I'm sorry. I take that back. It was a week before. The visit was a week before, so we had oh, to yeah. deal with with all the tech rehearsal and everything leading up to that. Oh, well, and then it still works. pretend like he's in love with her on stage.
3: <laughs> well, he's either a really good actor or yeah, yeah. acting. it was Vinny.
1: Oh, poor. Oh, it was Vinny. Yeah, the. Um, uh... I'm
0: sure he appreciates you naming him by
1: name. The uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we made it. Was yeah, we're probably they, gonna have uh, to
0: blurt that out. We, we don't bleep. We have a very non-bleeping policy. On the, uh, this
1: podcast. Sorry, Vinny. You know I love you, brother. But uh, you, that's a good fucking story. You better sorry. ask him for <laughs> permission. The, uh, he'll he'll get over it. Um, you know what? I'm sure at some point when he's a guest, he's gonna come on here and tell uh, all the mad shit he knows about me. So. <laughs> yeah. The uh, oh god. Oh, I really did make a mistake. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot. The uh, oh god. Anyway. Yeah, so, I, so
0: I guess I and I didn't have this one written down. I, it just kind of came to me. It's the reverse of the question I just asked. Anything during filming that turned out exactly the way that you envisioned it?
4: Um, yeah, there were a couple bits. Uh now that I'm thinking, hang on. Was there anything that turned out exactly as I pictured it? Yeah. Oh, the frat party actually did. The frat party came out really, really, really good. I'm still really happy with how that scene turned out because, like, it could have been a disaster, but somehow we managed to make my house look like a frat house, so I'm actually pretty pretty happy with the, the turnout there. And also the um the bit right after where... Uh, the bit right after the frat house, I'm not spoiled, so I do not spoil too much. But, yeah, I but... was... <laughs> the, the locker room bit. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah that turned oh. out perfectly and that was like one of those mornings that was like hell because i had maybe given myself a concussion the night before and it was like <laughs> i don't know if i actually did but i was like breaking like i was like breaking stuff to like kind of dress up the scene i was breaking like, like two uh, by on one it. and it like whacked up and like, smacked me right in the head what happened uh, we just lost you there a little bit oh, when you, you were know, about I mean, breaking stuff. Yeah, I was just breaking stuff for, to dress the scene and I was like like breaking like these big like 2 by 4s and then I like you know jumped on one to like snap it and it jumped up and like cracked me right in the head like <laughs> oh, oh, no. Damn. it's, yeah, it's, fun, it's but, so um, nice
1: it's so nice and comforting to know that we that we have other crazy people that also make films um and it's not just us like <laughs> oh yeah we're well, there's, not the only
3: crazy people that I are around. Yeah, really it's nice and comforting dull, that's right. just a rule of horror make horror filmmakers and indie horror filmmakers especially <laughs> oh absolutely just, uh, yeah, just i think you have stuff. to be a little crazy
4: to make movies
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But also, as I've said many many times, it, literally the nicest, sweetest, uh, most passion-driven people I've ever
4: met. Oh, say, I, absolutely, 100%. I mean, I think the horror community as a whole are some of the nicest people I've ever met. We yeah. said that, yeah. yeah. We actually said that
0: before. You guys have uh,
4: the sauce. They're, they're so sweet.
0: Yeah, like yeah. we just started going to conventions just this year, and we've been amazed at – how many people are interested in what we're doing
4: and we're interested in what they're doing I yeah, it's a really great that community. That.
0: that's how this is happening right now
4: No, it's 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 an, it's an amazing community to be a part of and I'm like I'm, I've I've been, I mean even before I was into horror I was going to monster mania a lot and like it was it was just really fun Yeah and
0: yeah. what what other genre has so many filmmakers is getting together and it's like what are you working on and it's like just so uh, supportive of each other and it's yeah I never got that when I was working in other genres. So. And
1: and I can say that I've never gotten that in other genres either. I mean, I haven't got that for anything.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's just it's – a, it's, it's a wonderful community of like-minded people. And, I mean, like, I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm really about it. Yeah. yeah the uh, – you know, and then just – just past, I tell all
1: – every actor that I'm friends with, and everyone's like, oh, you need to get on a horror movie set. And they're like, why? Why? the serious of serious theater actors and everything else. I'm like, why? It's a lot of fucking fun. That's why. The um,
3: uh, That's why you need to do it. Oh, yeah. Same. You haven't same. lived until you've been covered in blood. No,
1: you really haven't. <laughs> um, uh, that is and a I, true I, statement. And, I, and I've now been killed by two horror directors um, nice. uh, on film. So the, uh... And one of them, he was pantsless. One of them, I was pantsless, <laughs> and the other one, I was in clown makeup. Um, uh, surprised that wasn't the same movie. Um <laughs> The, uh, oh, the, uh, the, all right, hold. I had, all right, I had saw an interview with Harrison Ford, two days before I was Stop on. I'm trying to justify it. I'm justifying it. I had saw a, a, an interview with Harrison Ford about <laughs> two days before I was on Zach's set about the scene with uh, with him and Sean Connery together when they're tied up. And it was super hot because there was a fucking fire in there. So Sean Conner was like, like, you're going to shoot me above here, right? And they're like, yeah. It's like, do you mind if I take my pants off? And, he, and, and they're, like, they're like, yeah, you're Sean Conner. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And like Harrison Ford like, well, fuck if He's going to take his pants off. I'm going to take my pants off. And I, and, and I got on set, and like two reasons. It was fucking hot down there. And two, I didn't want to get blood out of their ass pants. So I was like, I was like, can I take these pants off?" He's like, "Why?" I was like, "Cause you're not gonna shoot me from you're not gonna shoot me from here, you know, above."
0: Just because Sean Connery and Harrison Ford did it doesn't mean you
1: have to. You're not Sean Connery. Exa-
3: exactly. Ford. He's Sean Connery. You're not.
1: But everybody wants to be them when they grow up. So oh, Jesus,
3: I'm not wrong.
0: You are not, <laughs> not an wrong. extraordinary gentleman,
1: <laughs> so, oh. And I'm sure he wishes he wasn't. <laughs> he really oh, wishes Jesus. he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, oh god, he turned down Lord of the Rings because he didn't get it, and then he got the script for League of Gentlemen. He's like, oh, I don't get it, so I must—it must be good. <sighs>
3: uh,
1: well, that is no, that is not that is not a hyperbole. <laughs> that is what
3: happened. That is a tragedy. That is a true fucking story. Is what happened. Whatever we got, what we got, and we're living with it. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, the uh, so anyway, Brandon. Uh, Zach, any questions while Brandon recovers? <laughs> Nope. Continue. <laughs> All
0: right. Just um, so a couple more questions about production before we move on. Move on to post production. Um, How are we on time right here? Okay, we got a couple minutes before we have to break for battery change. Um, so I guess what was there anything that the actors brought to their characters that
4: necessarily wasn't on the page? Um. I definitely think in the case of um, like a lot of in, in most of the cases they were all really able to bring like you know what I what I wrote to life which was you know I mean that's everything a director can ask for but um, as far as like you know Charlie goes Taylor brought a lot of
0: that. We just lost you
4: there. Uh, he oh oh you know so as far as like like for the most part they all brought what i wrote and they brought like the energy that i needed from them which is you know pretty much everything a director could ask for but um when it comes to charlie taylor brought a certain sass to the role that like i really i couldn't have like asked for more because it kind of it just kind of worked like he he brought this very uh sassy gay energy to the whole thing which like it 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 worked it made it made like a lot of his delivery like 10 times funnier than as it than it was written which i and then he also him and him and nell who plays jenna are friend like our friends like in real life and um they would just ad lib a lot and some of it made it into the movie because i was like that's too funny to not include and then other things i was like oh my god guys all right Uh, quit like enough (laughs) but um but like you know we, we there were times when like we would just be like just go for it. And I just kind of let them go, like, unhinged for a bit, and it, it got insane. <laughs>
1: those are the best.
4: Those oh, yeah, are no, for sure.
1: The, um, uh, yeah, those are the best.
0: And it was there I, anything I, that your uh, crew brought to the table as well that necessarily wasn't on the page? Um,
4: Not really. I mean, like, I think we all, like, it, it was all... <coughs> really well communicated beforehand and we had all we talked everything out so much that we they everyone knew kind of how we had to go about it and the, the only real obstacles were just the fact that we didn't have those locations sometimes until like right beforehand so we had to kind of figure some stuff like that out on the go just in terms of like can we set this shot up the way we wanted it to or not because the room doesn't allow for it but i mean no for the most part it was it was all just a really like positive work environment i would say
0: Nice. Um, all right. All right uh, do you guys have any last questions before we take a break?
1: Nope. No. No. We can take a break real quick.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break. Cool. All right, and we're back from a short break. Uh, we just finished talking about development, pre-production, post-production, or not post-production. Uh, principal photography. We're going to talk about post-production. Thank you. Um. So yeah, let's talk about that. So let's um. What was your editing process like? We talked a little bit about that over the break. Um, Was there anything, I guess, that... uh, Did you get into post-production? Were there any scenes where you felt you were missing any shots? Anything that needed to be um, kind of reworked? And I know you said you put a lot of prep into the shot structure. Um, So how smooth of a post-production process, and how long did post last as well?
4: Um post lasted like i said we were very short on crew so post lasted uh, about about a year i would say give or take um a lot of it was just vo- volleying it back and forth among different people it was just a lot of a lot of that it was a very unconventional post production process but um yeah um we didn't really have anything that was like too bad as far as like you know dealing with it in the edit um there were like there was one scene we had to cut for the sake of um, like we were trying to get access to a strip club and they were either giving us the runaround or like just not getting back in touch with us in time and it was just it was a whole bunch of stuff and then we we originally were supposed to shoot it during principal photography and they only the only day that they had available for us was a day that we could not make work so there was a scene we had to cut that involved that because without the shot, without the establishment of the strip club, it didn't look like anything. It didn't, it just looked like really cheap and wrong. So we just kind of axed that bit. And then there was another scene that um, for a ton of reasons and that I won't go into because I don't want to blow up anyone's spot. uh, I'll just say that the scene was unusable. It was absolutely unusable and uh, we, we chopped it and it worked fine without it, but man, that was a rough one.
1: Also, awesome. <laughs> that yeah, we, before. We oh, we've yeah. all been there before. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. seen it, seen it, done it,
3: dealt with it. Yep, yeah. uh,
0: and I've have been on sets pre DP days where shots were just too blown out. I've been on uh, some. One of us has been on a shoot where something was unusual because the sound person didn't say that the floor was creaking
3: um i've been on a set where literally all crew members were trying to be all positions act just
4: that's kind of what ours was honestly but I'll, i'll i'll say this the reason it was unusable was because of a performance
1: gotcha yep yeah mr lightning rod for good for good casting doesn't understand that the um, I'm talking about you. Well, the, I, Zach I is a lightning rod for for excellent casting. Oh, yeah. He 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 the, the man's unfucking touchable when it comes to casting, and I and and all and David, myself, Brandon have all seen the shit show of bad casting oh, and, and are just very very just bad personalities on set.
3: But somehow Zach has re- remained unscathed. Again, it's one of the reasons why I like to meet everybody in person. That's why I don't take video submissions. I like to talk with the people, just see – get a general idea of what the personality like. So that – Yeah. Because being on set can be very stressful, and I don't want somebody with an attitude or mm-hmm. somebody who's on a high horse or just having a really bad – it's yeah. just like – have no-assholes posse. Yeah, essentially. Oh, no, for I sure. Want people to I mean be
4: – Yeah. Yeah, no, Go thankfully – I mean like this part the, – the person in question wasn't an asshole at all. I mean nicest person ever just uh, – there's performance yeah not not a good performance at all but you know what are you gonna do uh it happens it happens it happens happens to the best of us yeah
0: Uh, as for zach being a lightning rod i'm just gonna say zach the bigger you are the harder you fall (laughs) yeah luckily he's only three foot
1: tall so (laughs) it's probably part of the reason no two feet tall (laughs) no No. the uh so anyway um uh, but yeah (laughs) I've definitely had my uh, my fair share of uh, of horror stories, uh, of people who who complain because it's ten minutes past end of call. The uh, I have work in the morning. I'm like, you, have you ever been in a film set ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever?
4: No, that, I, thankfully, we didn't have to deal with any of that. It was the uh, you don't want any part of it, man. You really oh, I, don't. I mean, there I was know. some there was some headbutting amongst all of us toward the end, but that's just because it was 34 days straight of like. Just, you know, you're with each other that long, and you're just going to start hating each other a little bit. But, I mean, by the time production ends. 34
3: days, long days, day, just constant. Long day. Yeah, back to back. to Yeah, no, that's understandable.
0: I've heard once before it takes 300 hours with somebody to truly know them. So if you're working 30 plus days
4: straight, I, th- I think you could say you know <laughs> yeah. everybody.
0: I was on that set. Little well,
4: thing, I mean, like production ended, and then we were all fine again. It was just like you know, it's just high stress yeah. environment. It's just, it's all, it's, it's, it's a lot. But
3: everybody, go fun. home, get some rest, drink some coffee, do what you gotta do. You can go we'll take we'll a Reconvene later. Thank you. Have a nice day. The, exactly. um, uh, so,
1: so I, so I got two quick questions for you. That's something I forgot about in production um, uh, is one: Did you have any? Uh, uh, was everybody sleeping in their own bed um, the whole the whole shoot, or did you have some? Some places that you had to do on location.
4: Um, so we we did a little bit of on location. All the stuff in Emma's apartment was done uh, actually at my aunt's apartment, and there was a good chunk of us sleeping there. Um, but for a lot of production, I mean, like some some people were going home because they're all, most of them are from New York. Um, we put Langston up in a hotel because he's from like way like upstate New York. Um, but I mean, as far as everybody else, by the by, like by the second week, everyone was so comfortable. We all we were all just like staying here at my house, like. Oh, nice. It was nice. like a house that's... of like 15 people and it was crazy, but it was, it was fun. It was like a nice little family environment. That's, that's cool. That's cool.
1: And actually the, the, the last question I was going to ask too about this, cause we covered a lot of different things, but um, I wanted to hear from you, you know, obviously with being everybody at the house and, you know, and 15 people running around and then, you know, you, you're building kind of a, a cool environment, a family environment. Do you have any, uh, you know, fun, exciting, interesting stories that that happened during Either pre-production uh, or even post, I've had plenty of things that we've caught in <laughs> plenty of stories in post-production um, oh. uh, that are nice and fun. So I wanted to hear some some fun stories as well, not just the technical aspect, but some some fun stories.
4: Yeah, I mean, like it wasn't <laughs> there was never anything like too crazy. Um, funny enough, like uh, so there were, I have a couple. Um, <laughs> one the like so there was one night the night before we shot all the hospital stuff um which was like a 7 a.m call uh my my dp vin and um my my one lead actor uh, Nell, who plays jenna uh somehow convinced me and my sound guy and uh robin who played um who played emma to stay up with them until 5 a.m drinking and just playing overcooked and shooting the shit and it just did and then <laughs> Mind you, seven a.m. call time, and then it's like five in the morning. I'm like, "Shit, why did we do this?" And then the next day we're all miserable. But I'm like, "We did this to ourselves."
1: <laughs> yeah, there's what, no one to blame on that one. What,
4: okay, one question:
3: Who yeah. burned the kitchen down the most?
4: Uh no one. I mean, uh, several people went through all my alcohol, but what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, actors and crew
1: members drinking? What? That's unheard crazy. of. Yeah, that
4: never <laughs> happens. What never. Now, you know, it was nice we just had like we, we like some days would end we would just have like little dinner parties and like vin would bring over his switch and everyone was just playing overcooked and we're just like it was a really nice environment uh the funniest one though for me uh so during the frat party um there's the bit when lily is making out with on the couch and we had no, 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 no. okay shit um we lost you at lily making out oh yeah so lily's making out with dudes on the couch right uh and so we had, we had found one dude from backstage who was like, supposed to come to do this. Um, <coughs> and the guy is like, hey, I'm going to be late. And I'm like, how late? And he's like, hour and a half. And I'm like, Whoa. dude, you have a walk-on roll, I'm not holding up production for an hour and a half for you. And he's like, well, it's, he's, like, he's like, it's not my fault you changed the call time. I'm like, I made the call time later. Like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I I pushed it back. <laughs> like, but so okay. fake would, ha- would have it. Um so what happened is uh so she's making out with the first guy and then she like pushes him away and then pulls another dude down to the couch. The dude she pulls down to the couch is actually my AD. Um and I was just like, hey Chris, I need you to make out with Savannah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Long story short, they're still dating to this day. Nice. Good for them! Wow, look at that. Nice. See,
1: that's a good Two story. Two years
4: later, they're still together. Which, I mean, no, they're they're great. It was really, it was just fun. I, that was me being a good wingman because I knew Savannah had a crush on him. So I was like, I got you. Nice, <laughs> nice.
1: nice. That's like a uh, David fun. Arquette and Courtney Cox story right there. That's cool. The um, uh... these guys wouldn't do that for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're married. What? She would <laughs> do it for me. <laughs> I'm staying out of it. The uh, no, I know I know your wife. I'm definitely staying the fuck out of it. And actually, even worse, she'll call Sarah.
3: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah,
1: <laughs> we need to behave because they talk to each other. <laughs> the uh, yeah, his 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 wife and my girlfriend have now become friends.
4: Oh really? So.
1: Yeah. So there's that to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, no, cool. That, that, that's anything. Any other uh, any other fun anecdotes or crazy uh-huh. things?
4: To me, that's the funniest one. I just think that's really like I, I'm like I'm a matchmaker. I got this shit. Uh, yeah, no, I that's 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 funny. two relationships actually started on set. Funny enough, like that one, and then um, Robin who plays Emma and um, my friend Dylan who plays like the sad dude who Lily meets at the bar. Uh, they're 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 now together and living together in Colorado. So I mean, like that's yeah. I'm like I, I I'm not responsible for that one, but half responsible because I introduced them. So.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's
4: your movie,
0: and exactly. goes back to that saying: You it wasn't for that, they wouldn't be make there. a movie,
4: but the director takes all
0: the
1: credit. Exactly. <laughs> but also takes all the blame. Yeah, <laughs> also true. Yeah. So there's there's that. The uh, it's a double edged sword. The, uh, <laughs> actually, the director takes all the, <laughs> the producer gets all the blame. <laughs> blame that
3: guy. Not on the public yeah. side. What are you talking about? Yeah, I no. I yeah, getting
0: back work. to post, uh, <laughs> I do think it was a very well edited movie. Uh, it was 90 minutes, which was this your, this was your first feature, this is my right? First
4: feature, yeah.
0: First feature. So for it to feel that, to be paced that well, it was a very quick 90 minutes. Thank you. Um, I, I really okay, think. I've been through five-minute short films that feel like they're 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. This is
1: 90 minutes that felt like
0: half that time, maybe? And we've, yeah. we've been
1: through other feature films that have felt uh, felt even longer than that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, so it was a bit, And also, I, I really liked the tone, because uh, it was funny, but it wasn't that wink-at-the-camera funny. Like, all the characters felt very true to the situation that they were going through. Because um, I've seen a lot of horror comedies where it's like hey hey we're funny we're funny <laughs> we're funny uh, well thank you
4: i'm i'm glad that i i'm glad i didn't you know come off like too self-aware to the point where it was like cringy so i'm, I'm really it, i it did capture the tone i was going for pretty well so i'm happy that it that it was you know it, it carried across and people felt that as well
0: Yeah, personally, I'm the kind of person who the first rule of comedy for me is don't act like you know you're in a comedy. Yeah. And it takes a lot of confidence to really commit to that, especially at the independent level when, especially for a first feature film, to be confident with that and
4: stick true to your guns on that one
0: from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. So. I would like to take I,
4: credit I, for that, but that's all my cast. I mean, they they really just brought it home and sold it, and like really made it feel very human and very like real. And I was I was really just happy with all of them.
1: Well, I mean, some of the best acting advice I ever got was it was in a comedy find the drama, and in a drama find the comedy. So mm-hmm. That way, everything stays grounded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, if you'll you'll have real characters that way if you find the antithesis of whatever the the driving force of the story is. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah,
0: So next. So let's talk about the music. Uh, you had a few songs in there. Uh, were there any bands that you knew or did you reach out to any bands? Like t- tell me about how you put together the, uh, the music listings.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, I had originally I had, um, for like the most of the, uh, the regular score, I had my, my friend, Dan Christian, who's a really fat, like fantastic composer, uh, do like all the, uh, the actual musical score for it. And he did a really, really great job capturing the tone I needed, uh, and then, like, just for filling in some of the other sections where either we didn't have the money to pay him anymore, or uh, we, or we just like wanted something more like ambient. Um, I reached out to a couple local bands, uh, a couple uh, local SoundCloud artists who I knew, and then um, some of the stuff playing—that's the stuff that's playing um, at the at the frat party—was actually um, stuff that my sound guy had on his SoundCloud, and we were just mm-hmm. like listening to it, and I was like. Oh, this kind of slaps. Can we put this like in the movie? And he's like, "Yeah, absolutely." I'm like, "Awesome! There we go."
3: Perfect. Nice. 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 So, Very cool. It's
4: all about who you know.
2: Oh, always, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah, this business definitely. Always always, always,
3: always, always, always. Yeah. Uh, Zach, do you have any post production questions? Oh uh, yeah, what system did you edit on? Like, did you use Adobe? Did you use Avid? Did you use Final Cut? Like, oh, um, uh,
4: it was it was ninety percent uh, Premiere. Okay. And then about ten percent, uh, DaVinci Resolve. Resolve. Yeah. yeah. I hate Avid. I hate it so much. Um, it's it's the only editing software I've yet to work with.
3: I've worked with Sony Vegas. I don't mind it. I've worked with Final Cut. I refuse to use it. And I've worked with Adobe, and I love it to death.
4: I actually love uh, Final Cut. I love it. I I find it super useful, uh, especially with like the current the current MacBooks that have like the touch bar. It's it's so streamlined and it's so user user friendly. But uh, I, mean, I do like Premiere. I do like Premiere a lot. Uh, I'm getting used... I'm, I'm learning uh, Resolve slowly. But, yeah, Avid, we, we, I, I had a college class that taught with Avid, and it is the least user-friendly interface I've ever had to deal with. It's awful. Yeah, It seems counterproductive to make Absolutely. it bad. I'm happy it's out. not the standard anymore, because it was the industry standard for a while, and I'm really happy that people are moving away from that. Yeah, I, yeah. I will say, I know...
3: The, the version of Final Cut that I used was I like, What the hell was it? 7? That was at the school? Yeah yeah, uh, seven. Seven. yeah. yeah. They taught us Final Cut 7. They refused to upgrade to the latest version of Final Cut, which I hear is better and more user-friendly, but it was such a glitchy, buggy program. And then another I I hate Max and I hate their like okay, UI fair. system and everything. That's so fair. you hate Apple, period. <laughs> Still, it's <laughs> like it was just so tedious and annoying, and I could just work so much quicker and efficient on Adobe Premiere, because I, I also love to do a lot of visual effects and stuff. So moving from premiere mm-hmm. to after effects, just that smooth like workflow for me,
4: just I,
3: I can't work uh, without it
4: that's
2: at this point. I to Adobe. I generally mm-hmm. I, I prefer
4: photos. uh Final Cut, but that's just like I, I I grew up on on Final Cut seven. And mm-hmm. that's like what I learned it all on, but then I, I eventually upgraded to X and I, I kinda like it. Like it was really not great at first, but since they've done all the updates on it, it's gotten a lot better. And okay. the render t- like a blink of an eye.
1: Wow.
4: That would be nice.
1: I'm a
0: I'm a DaVinci Resolve guy, but also I'm the one that does our color grading, so Resolve
3: I feel just gives me the most. It's great. Control it's great. Over for that. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, that I won't argue. I can't color to save my life. That's why I let him do it. It's the only posting I can't do. That's hard. Yet, That'll you change. know what? Do what you do best. Delegate the rest. Yeah. Fair enough. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Um, any
0: last post-production questions before we move
3: on? Did you have any fix-your-fuck-up scenarios with, uh, compositing?
4: <laughs> um, a little bit, yeah. We had a couple. Uh, just okay. so a few here and there. Nothing too glaring, but, like, there were there were things that, like, we knew we were going to have to do, um, like, with, like, the pasties on on Willith's full-body, like, demon stuff. And then there were, like, other things that we didn't realize at first, but we were like, oh shit, we're going to have to fix that. But it was never anything that was too dramatic, thankfully, um so yeah i was it was on that front i was pretty grateful because it could have been a lot worse oh yeah been, uh, uh, done, we've,
2: we've we've
1: had plenty of stories uh the one i love to tell is um is our first episode of living nightmares um was the 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 remote um uh, we in our in our I was gonna talk with the boom mic with, i was uh, gonna
3: say the boom uh, mic uh, is the thing uh, that well, the boom remember. mic
1: is with west caught, but the the remote is what is is a funny story um, There's a scene where a kid is sitting at a kitchen table eating a hamburger. We watched this many, many times, a few clips of this. It wasn't until this, this one time we actually caught that there was a remote in the background. No one knew that that remote was there, the entire shoot and everything else. So when we saw this remote, we knew that this has been filmed many, many times in different takes. So Brandon and I sat in a panic for about 30 seconds while the scene was going on praying to whatever god that we could possibly call upon that that remote didn't move disappear or turn the opposite direction or do whatever the hell else i i well, we're watching it and i'm like i turned to him i'm like brandon he's like you, you see it he's like what I was like the remote he's like oh no and we would hold our breath for about 30 seconds um uh, until the scene was over. Nothing changed. The remote scene the, exactly the scene
0: again because we weren't
1: paying attention to the action. Oh scene. yeah, we didn't even watch the scene. We just watched the remote <laughs> for 30 seconds. Again. Well, I've had
4: a i have had I had a couple it. moments like that. There's one that actually ended up having to be in the movie because we had no way to remove it. But I'm not going to I'm not going to say it right here because I don't, don't want anyone to to look for no, it. No, cuz then everyone not. will notice
3: it. Yeah, exactly. There's and that's saying, not I'm, seen not, seen I'm not I'm not going to say it because no one that. has
4: noticed it. No one has noticed it and I plan to keep it that way. So I'm just going to say that there is something that I've noticed and I cringe every time I see it, <clears throat> but I'm not going to say what it is.
3: Yeah. I, I, every time I see something like that, I quickly fix it and I don't tell them so they can't point it out later. It's just like, oh no, there's plenty of stuff in nope. there. You just don't
1: see it. One day, exactly. one day, David, and I will get you drunk and, and you'll and you'll tell us. Hey ain't <laughs> <Nope>. the, uh, <laughs> true. One day No. yeah
0: You have no filter there. when you're drunk.
1: So. Yeah, I know. Oh, zero.
0: Damn it, zero. we should have asked
1: him at Wes's party. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, you would have told us in a heartbeat. The, uh, yeah, Is dead. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's that thing. The um uh yeah the and we have a friend Wes who uh who we know would be the best scripty in the world. Yeah, but, see? But, but 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 nothing would get done if if he was a scripty. <laughs> nothing would get done. That molecule is slightly off. We're gonna need to change that. I was like, no one cares. No one cares about a molecule, Wes. The, uh, but he's the guy who's caught several things yeah. that we that we didn't even and there's a boom mic right, yeah, right he's there. He's got boom
0: mics. He's literally caught everything. Everything. Um, so yeah, um I think that's it for post production. <laughs> so are we ready to move on? Yeah, I, I got okay.
1: I I got my
4: quote. Well, I actually have one more question for
0: post-production. Uh was there any uh visual effects work
4: that Yeah, the one, like had? I said, I mean, I mean kind of um chalked that in with with compositing. There was a little bit here and there. Uh something at the end uh the 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 very end bit involving uh a lot of blood some of that was post uh some of that was vfx um all the bits with her eyes changing were vfx um aside from that like i said it was mostly just kind of like little bits of compositing and like covering covering up little blemishes here and there but nothing nothing too bad
1: Yeah, fair
4: enough um, so let's talk about,
1: uh, I, got, I got one, one, one more post question. Was there anything in post that you caught that, that surprised you in a really positive way? Maybe, you know, a shot looked better than you had originally anticipated or a performance really stuck out to you and said, holy crap, I didn't realize how good this, this was until I seen it actually in post.
4: There were a few moments where, um, like, shots that I didn't think I liked, like, in the moment, I, I kind of really thought on and I really did like. Or, like, things that, like, my editor would be like, I really love that and explained why. And I was like, okay, I can actually, I from your perspective, I, I, I really fuck with that. And then, um, but, like, there were, most of the things really came about just from, like, the way Evan had edited certain scenes. Like, made them hit in a lot better of a way that I was really pleased with. Uh, it was never really anything that, like. I rethought about like the way something was being delivered or anything like that. It was mostly just like the way that the editing punched it up a bit.
0: Okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right, So let's move on to, so you filmed it, you shot it, you edited it. Yeah. Got final cut. Um, Tell us about some of the festivals that you've submitted to um, the reception you've received. And of course we'll talk about um, how we met you at New Jersey, a certain, uh, Piece of uh, memorabilia <laughs> that I hope you'll show off to our audience. Yeah, sure. to
4: um, yeah so I mean, we, we we submitted to about, I want to say 27, 28 festivals, something like that. Uh, didn't get into most. We got into um, one down in Arkansas, the Hot Springs Horror Film Festival, which was an interesting experience. Um, then we got into, uh, down, down in Florida, we got into the Halloween Horror Picture Show, and then we got into uh, New Jersey Horror Con. And then we just did a, b- a bunch of local screenings uh, just around New Jersey, and then we got one in New York, and it's just been, like, a lot of us kind of, like, getting our ways into, like, little indie theaters and screening there for people.
1: Fair enough. Awesome. I, 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 can't, I can't let you get away with it, man, so um, I, I want to hear about what happened with
4: the Arkansas one. Uh, I mean, like, cause, listen, cause it's you made to I don't
1: know, like, no, I got to hear about
4: this. It's, Arkansas is just, Arkansas is a miserable place. <laughs> Okay. Okay, okay. that took a turn uh, Of all the the U.S., I never wanted to visit. Arkansas was high on that list. And I went there and everything is gray and it's the south and it's just really uncomfortable to be there. And then we got to Hot Springs and the actual town has a population of maybe 16 people. Uh, The view from my hotel room was an abandoned prison with a taco truck in front of it like <laughs> that's a, that doesn't sum it up like
1: that's it like that, that's that's awesome that's wow okay the, yeah, um views
4: and, um, and, and,
0: and and, and, of our guests not necessarily
1: uh, uh, reflective okay. of views of the
0: midwest forward <laughs> network <laughs>
1: it's, it's I, not like, the midwest don't worry about it that stuff
4: itself was really nice i love their i love their setup i love like some of the stuff i saw there it was just like it was weird. It was a weird time. I was there for 24 hours, and I was like, "I'm glad we didn't stay the whole weekend, because if we had, I would have jumped off the roof of this hotel.
1: I would have landed on the taco truck." Um, yeah. and the, um But you know what, though, I'm a huge, massive, and I believe, it, um, I believe I heard you correctly, but I'm a massive. Halloween horror, uh, um, you know, uh, fan and everything else. Was that was that the festival you were at? Do um, they host they, a
4: festival? It, I don't know if Halloween Horror Nights is related to the Halloween Horror Picture Show, but oh, it, it, I, it's, that, that's, a, it, it's possible. It would make sense because it was in it's in Tampa.
1: Oh, well then, then no, it's it would not. I, Tampa, I, I,
4: have, I have no idea. I know nothing about horror, uh, Halloween Horror Nights except for that it exists. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, I uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, the um how What's was that on this year? I, oh, I didn't. I'm I sorry. actually didn't go to that one. Uh, that was actually the same weekend as several other screenings up here, and I had I was already booked for one of the ones up here, so oh, I didn't. Fair nice. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, um, I so I don't know how that one went, but I mean, the the reception at all the other ones that we've gone to has really been it's been great. I mean, it's been a lot of a lot of really like people singing its praises and a lot of really really warm reception that I didn't expect because it's. It's a movie that, don't get me wrong, I love it and I'm happy that I made it, but it's not the kind of movie that's uh, for everybody, I would say. (laughs) So for it to be getting so much so much, like, you know, like, like positive feedback and, like, a lot of praise, especially, like, we had a screening uh, down in South Jersey that was, like, predominantly, like, old white people and they were loving it and I was like, I'm very surprised by this, (laughs) but it was it was nice it was a really really cool cool thing to to experience especially like that and uh the and nj HorrorCon. it just got really really great reception i was really happy about that
0: very cool Very well, awesome. us uh, let's talk the new jersey horror con because that's of course uh we i think i mentioned this earlier on the podcast or i at least mentioned it on one of the breaks how uh, the three of us uh cut the tail end of it um that last final confrontation of course that very last scene um, mm-hmm. which I really love that very last moment for oh, yeah. the credits, by thank the way. You, thank um, you, I won't spoil we'll
4: for the audience, of much, but, but I'm proud of that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so we cut the tail end of it. Uh, we really liked the makeup design. As I said, is what cut our eye. And then you... Your movie one best feature there.
4: Uh, tell it us did. about your experience that. Yeah, I mean I got I got this. I got this thing. Uh, nice pretty awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. I um yeah, I mean like kind of what I was explaining to you guys during the break is um I did not expect to win at all. Uh we were up against things that were, you know, they had better better bud better budgets, better production design, better star power, better everything. Um and so like I went into the festival award ceremony, I was like, "We're not gonna win. There's no way." I'm like, "Arctic's gonna win, definitely." And then they said Lilith, and there's a like I was saying, there's a video uh, online of us winning, and you hear me from the background just scream, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like it's not something that I ever anticipated could happen, and so I was like, genuinely shocked and like shaking, and had no idea how to process it, and. Like, the next day came, and I still didn't know how to process I'm like, did that really happen? What the hell? Like, it, it's just... It's it's a really, really crazy honor, and, like, so cool to be... To, to win when, like, you know... Like, especially because, like, seeing some of the competition, like, they all did such a great job, and I was really, really, really impressed with so much of what I saw there. So, it's, it's wild.
0: It was really good. Um, yeah, it's... As I said many times before on in this interview, it's a very great movie. Um, every character is likable. Um, Thank you. You've got a really good female <laughs> lead there as well, uh, which I think is kind of underrepresented right now in some ways in the horror genre. Good makeup effects and just a
1: likable story.
0: Yeah. Thank
4: you so much. I really appreciate
1: that. The, uh, yeah, we tend to gush if we really like something um you'll know if we don't like it oh yeah you'll know yeah 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 the um uh you know there's plenty of things and plenty of jokes that are made where we don't name names on this um uh <laughs> yeah so we all by the way and also too um uh, one of our biggest things that we do to to relax after we do all the work so we will watch episodes of goosebumps and rip it a new oh anew. nice the um one yeah, day the world will. One day the world will will hear those uh, those commentaries. Um, a lot of jokes about fog machines. Um, a lot of jokes about fog machines. I, I and I was I, I think one of the first episodes I like I I realized this was like the camp episode. I was like you no know, I wonder if the director came on set and said yeah all, right, all right fifteen more smoke machines otherwise I walk. <laughs> the uh, so. I thought-
0: what I kind love of power it. Indeed, is. It's, uh, canadian
1: children's. I love it how hard they try to be American in that show, but all the kids say, Oh, but
4: yeah, it's, so, it's god, really, oh, sorry. It's I I it. that's
1: why so many episodes ADR the kids.
4: Oh, they have to because yeah. the
1: yeah. Canadian well, their voice probably cracked, and then also how Canadian they sound. The um, uh, oh god, <laughs> goosebumps, the uh, the, it's the, something. The high quality of visual effects in that show too. Oh God! Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something. It's, well, it's a. It's, a right it's, it's
4: so much fun.
1: They. Uh, it's fun. God, if Razzies only did things for televisions, for television. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Anyway. Anyway, back to this.
0: <laughs> um, that was a very excellent first feature. I thought. Um, do you have anything in the works or in prep right now, or what's um, next?
4: Yeah. So I've got. Uh, a couple things that I've been writing. Uh, I just actually finished uh, my first draft of a short that I've been working on yesterday. Um, and I'm going to try and get that made soon because I'm really, really attached to it. And it's something I could do really, I, I think could be really cool if I if I get it done right. But um, yeah, I mean, I have that. I've got a couple features in the works. Nothing that I want to uh, set like expectations for just yet but i will say that uh i'm not quite done with the the world of lilith yet if that makes sense i have stuff i want to i want to explore with with that stuff so who knows
1: very cool very cool gotcha Mm -hmm. the
0: Do any of you have any last questions for? Do you have a question of the podcast? I do. Of course, I have a question of the podcast. Uh, So, any
3: last questions for Mark's
0: question of the podcast?
3: Um, When do you plan on distributing this on VHS?
4: Um, So, that's a good question. We currently we're looking for distribution just in general. Like we're trying to find people who will pick it up. I'm really hoping that happens soon. But like if if that does happen and we do get picked up, I would love to do a VHS run because I mean this is we I we we made it with that aesthetic in mind. And I mean yeah, it's it's very. Did you
0: have a VHS copy at your table? We did. it
4: It was it was it was just for show. It didn't work. But um, we do want to actually get it. You know, put to VHS and like you know, get this distributed. Like old school retro style cuz i love when horror movies do like vhs releases of their stuff the barn did it the ranger did it there's so many good like VHS retro did it. exactly i just, just it's I think, how, I think house the devil did it and Yeah. Then, uh, it
1: <laughs> the, the uh uh veritone uh back in the 80s that also became famous for dirty dancing <laughs> which is such an odd thing but they were notorious for for uh, b horror movies um, and they did a VHS um, home video. They're one of the first, actually.
0: Which I've got a trivia question for you. Sure. What was the last major studio VHS release?
4: I do not even know the answer.
0: <laughs> uh, it's so it's not a horror movie, but it was by a horror director. Do any of you guys know?
4: No. No. I know you told me. I just don't remember.
0: Uh, History of Violence with Viggo Mortensen directed oh, by Oh, I David did
4: know that. I did know that. I don't know why I didn't. But, yeah, no, I, I knew that because I remember, like, th- I remember hearing about that once and being like, oh, wow, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, okay, okay.
1: Nice, yeah. nice. So, all right, so my question of the podcast, um, I, I, I kind of went into a little bit earlier with uh, with you, but I think this is a very, very specific question. Sure. What What is the movie that you saw, and it could be at any point in your life, where you said, I could do that. I can make movies.
4: When you say, like, in terms of, like, what inspired me to, like, be, like, I want to do horror movies, or just, like, in general? In general, like,
1: I, I any, any, any movie, you know, obviously would be, you know, horror would be, you know, helpful, but if it's any movie, you know, what what's the movie that you said, you know what, I want to do that? I know, I, I got a tough one today. The um...
0: I'm going to ask, is this, like, where we want I want to do this or the one where it done to us that we could
1: do this. No, I want to do this. Because oh, when I say, to. when I say when I say once, it could go back to your childhood. Yeah. Um, I, so, you know, it,
4: so you're saying what what like made me want to do film? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What movie what movie did you see that, that you're like, you know what, I don't wanna do that?
4: I truly don't know the answer to that question, but I can say what the the thing that has inspired me most in recent years, and there have been elements of it in everything I've made since I saw it, it follows.
0: Okay, I can see that in Lola. Yeah, yeah. yeah Thank I get you. That
4: that, that is a, that is high praise, and I appreciate that.
1: Nice, nice. My my mine's really easy, and it, it, it's Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, when I was when I was when I was a little kid, and I saw that for the first time, um, it was probably. In between, in between Jurassic Park and in between Lost World, um, I was watching it on VHS, and I was jumping from two ugly green couches, pretending they were dinosaurs, and I was like, this is fucking awesome, I wish I was in Jurassic Park, but I was a smart enough kid to realize, oh, wait a minute, no, I don't want to be in Jurassic Park, because I could actually die, but... I, but- <laughs> End to be in Jurassic Park. That would be fucking awesome. And and I and I turned to my dad and I was like I was like yeah I want to do that and he's like well that's that's called acting son that's what that is. <laughs> um, and you guys know my dad you know how that conversation would have went and everything else. Um, it probably went exactly
0: like that. It actually was, it was exactly over. like that
1: and then it was over. But he he's like but it's like yeah no that's that's acting uh, son you know what, what they're doing and everything else that's acting and then here's what you have to do to, to get that started. So yeah that was it that was that was the um the catalyst of of getting involved with with acting and you know and then the you know things led into that so you know i was just curious you know what what's the movie that you saw as a kid or as a young adult that uh, that really said you know what i want to do that i want to make movies i'm surprised you don't have an answer for this i
3: do have an answer it's just it's not a movie okay yeah so I for me it. it's um it's, it's actually a video game that i played um I, growing up I, I was a big movie guy but I was also huge into video games and the one video game that really just kind of drove me to want to be like kind of make movies and stuff because I got my digital camera was a game called The Darkness.
4: Anybody ever played that one before? No, I don't like, uh, the, the one based on the comic? That one? Yeah. Love that. Love that game.
3: Yeah I the story to that game was just so phenomenal and mind-blowing and it, it was like I gave such a shit about the characters. Yeah. I love Jackie Estacado. And the, the power of the darkness itself was this such an amazing force that I'm like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. And that that game is like a movie. Yeah, it, it essentially is. And then after that, I went and I actually read all the comics and I have every single comic in my room and it's it's probably my favorite storyline it's my favorite comic line to date comics are way different from the game but like still like oh I, yeah but still like they're both phenomenal They're both phenomenal in their own ways the, right. the video game is more cinematic the comic is its own thing but it's still just this great epic storyline and it's still, i always wanted to make that movie and the first movie that i ever made it was around the time the game came out my i just got myself a digital camera and and we just called it Shadow. It was this really cheap knockoff, half-Predator, half-Jason, half-thing that kind of had darkness powers to it, with paint visual effects and stuff. <laughs> you guys will never see that movie. Well, maybe you guys will, but nobody on the internet will ever see that movie. Um, It's on a DVD. It's not on the internet, so, yeah, I don't have to worry about that. It's a hard copy. Yeah, yeah. back when those were a thing. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's but, awesome. yeah, it's like, I went out to my buddy's place one day, and it's just like, yo, let's fucking film something. Cool, let's do it. And... That's kind of where my career started back in two thousand eight. It's like let's do this, all right? Awesome. yeah. yeah that that game really just. God,
1: I love it was. So so DL expanded into either either games or, or or movies,
2: brother. So what what's something that you saw and you're like, you know what, I want to I want to I want to make movies. It, it started with the the slasher genre really as a kid. There's something about like it it scared me. Uh, watching horror films as a kid but there was also something about them that just kept drawing me back towards it. So I I would have to give the credit to the slasher genre. That's the reason why I'm sitting here today. Okay, rack and roll, brother, rack and
0: roll. Love it, love it, dig it. Uh, For me, and I've always had an interest in movies. um, So for me, it's just like a gradual progression. Like, Uh I remember when I was like maybe five or six, um, my mother was reading me like... It wasn't a storybook, but it was essentially a children's storybook about how a movie is made. <laughs> wow! Oh, I love so, that. Like there was a page talking about the actors, a page talking about the director, a page talking about even editing, <laughs> where it's like wow. this scene doesn't work. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: amazing. So,
0: I have no idea what the book was. I, I just have that memory of me on my bed, my mom sitting next to it and just reading those pages um, so, I, I, so I've always had an interest in how movies were made since like really early on and then of course I remember seeing the making of special of Phantom Menace back in 99 and then two years later all the making of specials of the first Lord of the Rings movie and I'd kind of say probably uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie is where that finally came to a head of I want to Make movies. Um, And yeah, uh, so it's, I do not know. So I'll kind of credit it as Fellowship of the Ring, maybe decide I want to make movies. And then Big Fish, uh, Tim Burton's Big Fish is. The one that made me decide I want to be a director specifically. So naturally, when I exit school, I try to become an editor, and now I'm a DP.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> funny how life works because 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 that makes fucking sense. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that that gives me a general idea. Yeah, I thought that was a, that
3: was a cool thing. The uh, anything you guys want to add now that now that Brendan gave his answer? Yeah, I mean, I like I, I originally wanted to get into video game development, but going through high school and learning all the process that goes into that, I'm like, nope. I've been that making movies. Like my story as well. Yeah, I've been making movies, for, well, short films for a little while now. I'm going to stick with that.
2: Yeah. Um, for me as a kid, I was like trying to figure out why I loved watching, you know, Freddy D. up, you know, or bring Johnny Depp into the frickin' bed, waterbed. And yeah. You're I all mean, prime like, to It's is. Just like, <laughs> why do I love this? Why do I keep going back? This scares me. It gives me nightmares. Why well, do I keep watching, rewatching it? Uh, so yeah, it was awesome. You're, I had a good childhood. Because you're a, <laughs> oh, yeah. a masochist,
1: I guess. Maybe, I uh, guess maybe, so. maybe so. Maybe you're masochist. It's I don't know.
2: know. I'll figure it out at some point. The
3: uh <laughs> <so laughs> you started <laughs> off on Hellraiser. The uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's just it's that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> like you're <laughs> essentially starting off as Almost as high as you can go. It's just yeah. like, well, it can only get less grabby. Yeah, yeah, less For the man, most like, part. Eh, you know, if you're gonna teach your kid how to swim, throw him in the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't like watch
2: like sex scenes. Like I, I, remember vividly like my mom like trying to cover my eyes. It's like that. This is where you draw the line. Like yeah, you <laughs> really <laughs> boobies. That's where, boobies. where you draw the, yeah, line. Draw the line. That's get
0: where it. he locks out. His is uh, it follows. That only came out a couple of years ago, so you did not have to worry about his mom covering his eyes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, although, I, I don't know, you one. know. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it really was a great movie. Yeah, it was, it was good The uh I need to watch it again. You should. Which one? It
4: follows. It follows. Oh, yeah. my God. Fantastic. Mm. Literally my favorite horror movie at this point. Oh, okay. Nice. It's well, climbed well. up. It's like it's climbed up every time I watch it. It gets better.
1: Nice, nice. The um all right, just cause cause we didn't bring it up at all and everything else, I gotta hear about it the first time you ever saw Society because everyone has their story now. So you gotta join the club now. The, I, mean, uh,
4: I don't really even have a story. It's just like I, I known about it for years. I've I, everyone's like I said, everyone's seen the shunting bit, that scene. Um so I knew what to expect going in, but I really like I just watched it cause uh you know, Joe Bob did the, the last drive in episode with it. So I just I've been watching through uh, last year, like season one from last year. And I watched Society. And I was like, this is great. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The uh, no West Wes's story still takes the cake. The, um, uh, the, uh, it's because he
3: was traumatized by the entire the, movie.
1: Well, you know, I, I gotta say though, she, the sister, really did give him the Nala from Lion King. Fuck me, eyes. It's like, it was, it, it was, it was very self-evident. Well, the, I still watch The Lion King. Don't really yeah. <laughs> Hold on. He's done it. Hold on. Watch The Lion King and tell me that those are not fuck me eyes. You're tell not me wrong,
0: that. but I try not to think of it.
1: <laughs> I or, try
0: to maintain the innocence of The Lion King.
1: Or even worse, Timon and Pumbaa are watching the entire time. Back when Disney was perverted. The oh, very much so, very much so. The uh, but anyway, not um uh, yeah, that's, that's nothing else you can lead into that.
3: Brandon, anything? <laughs> I think we killed him. <laughs> He still has more
0: dignity than the remake.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. All
1: right. Now, Alma, um, uh, we can cut this uh, uh, this second part out, but I gotta hear this. The I gotta hear you defend Last Jedi. I really do. I gotta. I, come on. Listen. I man, wanna hear this. Sec-
4: hey, here. You want my hot take? Yeah. Please. Take? Please.
3: It's the second
4: best. We're not. Best
3: storm. Storm. We're not- yeah, so oh, okay. Fire. It, it may be or may hot. not podcast. We don't. If you don't want it in, we don't have to put. Uh, I don't
4: know. I, I, mean, I don't really care either way. My hot take is this: it's the second best Star Wars movie after Empire.
3: Oh boy!
1: <laughs> oh boy! Thanks, first. Oh my! Well, first of all, I agree with you on that. Empire is my favorite, and will always be my favorite. Um, but I, I agree a with show. you on the second. I, I, I will not agree with you on that second take, brother. They, uh, I can't follow you.
3: You're,
1: you're going down a dark path, sir. I can't follow you. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, uh, you're, you're, you're breaking my heart, Lee. Um... <laughs> I think Zach's inside. About to Zach's back. All right, all right, come on. All right, so even you, who is a fan, you yeah. must agree that the, the, the Leia scene where the spaceship blows up and she goes <laughs>
4: through fucking space... Is ridiculous. It
3: makes no sense.
4: Yeah. So here, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quote. I'm gonna quote Jenny Nicholson on this. You guys, oh my god. You guys, <laughs> you guys watch Jenny Nicholson on YouTube or no? No, no I no. don't. So I'm just gonna quote her on this. She's like, if your argument is the visual of an ice encrusted Princess Leia flying through space like Superman is a weird visual, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: It's okay, objectively so that's absurd. just unanimous then
4: no it's a weird visual I'm not going to deny that it's a very strange scene that I was kind of like I would have done that differently <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> a, I just a, wouldn't have done it the, uh, oh yeah the, or there's okay. that well, the, I mean, uh, my problem
4: uh, isn't her using the force to save herself my problem is just it looks weird yeah, I've just never
3: seen a Jedi or even a Sith Lord in the history of Star Wars do that.
0: Which that's my up big question problem. in my mind because Star Wars is, of course, a different galaxy of ours, a different universe from our own. So, it's does space work the same way that space works for us? The only difference there? between
3: oh. our space and their space is you hear sound in their space, yeah, so that's,
4: so and there's no explosions way. in their space. Yeah. Also, apparently, gravity works with mines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's. But that's like that's been all of the Star Wars movies.
1: Yeah, that is, has very you're, much. You're been you lasers. i That was even in Empire.
4: Yeah, that's uh, in all of them. Like that. I'm yeah. just, like, I'm not going to question the science. They were the trying to get him out, out of the crater. It's, it's a out movie with future. space magic. Like I'm just like, it's, yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, have you ever got a chance, there's a great video on YouTube of the contractor. <laughs> defending, um, uh, defending the, uh, the, the thermal, um, thermal the and, <laughs> Yeah, the exhaust port. It's fucking hilarious. They, um, he's like, yeah, this wouldn't actually work, because an exhaust port would actually be pushing out air, not sucking in fucking air. You know what, guess what I didn't account for? Fucking
3: space wizards! <laughs> 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 that wasn't in my contract! <laughs> You told me they were extinct. Uh, Here's a quick question for you. So when it comes to Star Wars, how much of it do you follow? Do you just follow the movies or do you follow the expanded lore as well? I don't
4: follow the expanded lore. I'm familiar with little bits of it and I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a passive Star Wars fan. Like,
3: yeah, the expanded
4: universe never mattered to me. And I just, it's like the kind of thing where I'm like, I, people will tell me details. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's French. yeah. Yeah, that's, Um, that's fair.
0: One recommendation I have is, if you're ever watching Attack of the Clones, watch it with the George Lucas commentary because I don't I don't remember where this happened. I think it's toward I think it's towards the end, but he makes a subtle jab towards uh, the Jane Salt Bob movies because he starts talking about who was actually hired to build the Death Star and everything. <laughs>
1: the oh my god the yeah. uh, oh this. There's so many things, but you know what? But 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 Zach also loves everything except the Last Jedi, Um, uh, and and I can't get behind him on. Oh yeah, I'm, I can On Phantom, on Phantom, and uh, and Attack of the, Falls. the. Phantom
3: Menace was a great I can't behind, movie. I not get behind talk him on about.
4: Solo either. <laughs> so d- d- wait, no, wait, wait, wait I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm
1: good with Solo. I'm good without like Solo. It bored
4: me to tears. Like I just had. I was not invested at all. Solo was just unnecessary. I liked
0: Solo because it reminded me so much of the yeah, nineteen sixty Adam West I mean,
4: show.
1: But you also <laughs> liked The Predator. I was uh, all right on The Predator. We're not. We're not. We're not going to get there. Um, oh
4: yeah, uh, that's uh, that's different. That's no.
1: the um. <laughs> we um. Uh, there's there's some things, some movies that are there's are almost sacrilegious in this group. Um, Star Wars is one of them and and then predator and Fred of the 13th are one of them and terminator is another one
3: well terminator is okay. oh god poor terminator yeah ter- terminator i'm good
1: with just it, just recognizing one and two that's and all you that's name. all you can do i'm good
4: yeah Here, i'll a- ask you all a question back on the horror boat okay where do you stand on the 2018 suspiria I, mean, I
2: haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, have not I haven't
4: seen yet. it either. I have a friend who sent me a digital copy of it,
0: but I just have not had time for it, it yet. I actually just got it's the original good. on 4K and watched nice. that the other night, which it looked beautiful. Like the regular Blu-ray was already
4: probably yeah. the best
0: transfer of a 1970s horror movie I've seen, and the 4K version is even better. I believe better. that. I believe so that. since I recently watched that the other day, it's I might dig out that digital copy. and I
4: watch will I've say heard, watch it.
0: Okay, because oh. I—that is, there is no in the middle on that one. Like people either love it
3: or hate it. Yeah, I just say so that did not do it any justice for me. Like it just—I was like, there's some movies, men, that are so fucking divisive. I
4: will say yeah. I'm in the boat that loved it. It was not only my favorite horror movie of last year; it was my favorite film period of last year. Oh, I thought bonus. it was absolutely brilliant. It's one of my favorite films of like this decade.
1: Yeah, we're we're uh, this this year going to be rough for us um, between two different films. Oh, for me, it's Doctor Sleep by am I'm, Dude, I'm still having trouble with Us versus Doctor Sleep right no. now. It's no competition for me. I, Sleep have,
4: was, I got mine for the year, and it's not it's neither of those. So those those are in my top five, but it's not yeah. it's neither.
0: Do, do you want to say what your top one is right now?
4: It's summer. Okay,
1: midsummer. Uh, another another incredibly divisive. You either yes, love it or very it divisive. Made, so, so,
0: on that note... Um, uh, so that's a fun moment for our viewers right there. Yeah, like, yeah no
1: kidding. Nah, um, Zach's, like Zach's actually not allowed to talk about A24 while he's doing business.
4: Oh, my um, okay.
1: And yeah. um, uh, it, 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 it comes from a place of a very, very deep hatred. Um, uh, oh, it comes at night. Oh well, yeah, that's true too. Do the rest of y'all
4: hate uh, A twenty four? Does he A2- hate A twenty four? I I <laughs> hates it.
1: I I don't mind it. Um, they, there's some movies of of it that I really like, but honestly, the best example it was going to be a good movie regardless of who released it, which was Ex Machina. Like I don't give a shit who released that movie. I love Ex Machina. A great movie yeah. regardless.
4: I don't, I don't think there's ever been an A twenty four film that I've seen that I disliked. I think the worst it's been I've been like that was okay okay right. I mean um uh, have you uh, seen The lighthouse yet I have I, I adored it
1: they, they, a lot of people are, are saying really good things about it I about thought
4: that. it was fantastic um lighthouse midsummer I'm trying to think what else came out recently I liked it comes at night but it was terribly mismarketed I will say
0: yeah I, it right. comes at night was one that I couldn't stand just because it, it was 90 minutes of people trying to figure out who opened a door when there was only one guy <laughs> who had the key in it' was like it just couldn't. To me, it just couldn't stand up to its own
1: logic. The um, it's like it's like the Family Guy. Like there's some things that are just one sentence or one sketch. The best explanation of of uh, uh, Blair Witch Project I ever heard was was the Family Guy sketch when they when he brings when Brian brings the the blind guy to go see the movie and everything else. He's like he's like they're walking. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Something about a map. Something's paying attention. It wasn't really paying attention. Nothing's happening, and it's over. (laughs) A lot of people (laughs) in the (laughs) audience look
2: pissed. (laughs) That's how I felt when I watched the ghost story. Oh, oh yeah, um, uh, just saying.
1: So So, eating his own hair. No, no worries. You're good. You're good. The uh, we were just. uh, Commiserating about Ghost Story. And
3: with that, Zach is back. The cat is okay.
1: Life is good.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I just can't feed him that certain brand of food anymore.
1: The, uh, so, ooh, you know what?
4: (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Brand new baby.
1: (laughs) Nice. Uh, yeah, Zach is all death and destruction until you put a fucking cat in
4: front of him. I am, I am such a cat person. Oh, you're gonna roll off the bed. Okay. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a problem. My little one does that all the time. He'll lay on my legs, and then he'll just go,
4: no, 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 no. And then he'll just claw and Velcro, just like, ah. What she happened? She is the clumsiest girl I've ever met. Yeah. How old? Uh, she's like 10 months.
3: Yeah. We just they're, they're like her, that for yeah. The... Yeah, my little one was like that for about a year, and then he finally got some sense knocked into him, and then he's just like, okay,
4: I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to yeah, she's, exactly. still learn- she's still learning that my older cat doesn't want to be bothered, so. <laughs> <laughs> that takes time. I'm glad my two got
3: along pretty well. It only took them, like, two weeks before they're like, okay. I, yeah, know, I, I, guess, just, I guess you're staying here now. My little yep.
4: one's 17 years old, and she's been an only child for her entire life. So now she's, like, yeah. not happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I think there was only,
3: like, a five-year difference between my two, so it wasn't as bad. God. Yeah. Okay. He just had
4: to learn to share food. Yeah, this one's still oh, got kitten energy. So, yeah, there you I go. Likes drinking go. out of glasses. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll work. That'll work. So, <laughs> the uh, but yeah, yeah, the um, uh, the the it's very divisive up up in here about eight twenty four. That's so. fair. Yeah.
4: Very fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that the, that uh, look the uh, hatred
4: yeah. on Zach's face.
1: Oh, it's it's it, it runs deep. It runs deep. The, <laughs> Honestly, man, like, like uh, the the ones that I, I can actually say that I liked were probably *Ex Machina* and *Spring Breakers*, and that's about it. The
3: witch, yeah. no, not the witch. Uh never saw the witch. Oh, okay. Never saw the witch. Um, uh, so can't 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 speak for it. Okay. Well, you'll be watching a great soundtrack play out to long clips of oh, no that one that? hitting the cut buttons. Is
2: it a <laughs> personal shopper part of like eight twenty four. You, no. it,
3: it might be. Is is, no, is it, it's IFC midnight?
2: Okay. Oh,
3: okay yeah. Hey, hey, hey. yeah, that was that was the first movie we ever walked out of.
2: I, I think a, a third.
3: That was a weird movie. For me, it was the first it's one. Fierce, Here's I like, liked it though. Hmm? It's weird, but I like it.
4: Okay. Did Dude. it get better after? I don't know. What part it's did we walk out? It's very. Down? It's very very strange. It's a very like very unconventional film, and it's something that I didn't expect to like. But I, I dug it in the end. It's it, it, I I I don't know if it gets better. Like if you're not if you're not fucking with the first like half of it, you're not gonna fuck with the rest of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: The, um, oh, I got a I got a fun question. What's the first movie you ever walked out
3: of? Ants. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Wait, hold up. Ants.
4: Really? Ants. Okay. okay. Wow, the movie. Ants. It's the only movie I've ever walked out of, and I stand by it to this day. I fucking hate it.
1: Damn. <laughs> I have never heard anybody speak so passionately about never, amps. I just, I just never cared care. for it, but yeah. Like, like it's it's like this fucking you know, floor's brown. Like I've never heard anybody like <laughs> give a shit about that movie so much. One way or the other. Like yeah, like, yeah <laughs> it's movie. Like, no. isn't that that knockoff that came out the same time as Bug Life? Like, that's that's yeah, the that's. Yeah, i
4: was that's I've come hard. close to walking out of a few movies, but I've never actually done it. Like most of the times well, when I'm about to, the movie just ends, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay,
1: the, uh, I, the uh, what's 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 one movie you thought about doing but you didn't? Uh, the,
4: the first Purge movie. That really what? was a
3: disappointing movie.
4: Yeah, I con The
1: con- uh, concept, it sold a really, like, grandiose concept, and then it just be- it just ended up being a fucking home invasion movie. Yeah,
3: it's just, that, well, sure. that we're not getting what was advertised. Yeah. It was a super great concept that was... That the other, was the, concept.
4: I would say, I, I, I think the, the <laughs> Purge movies finally found their stride around the third one, when they just were like, oh, we know this is stupid now, we're just going to go all out with it. Yeah, mm,
3: fuck it all. Um, so you've seen the other
4: ones. I've seen all four, yeah. Okay,
3: because I still haven't brought myself to watch the second one. i was so
4: disappointed by the first, I'm just like, eh. I don't like the second one. Uh, I think that the second one also is just taking itself way too seriously. The third one is completely batshit insane. And Bubba from Forrest Gump is in it.
1: Nice. So, (laughs) so, okay.
4: Yeah, (laughs)
1: There's it's, just sometimes in life when you when you send a movie, you know, to us and everything else, and you say, you need to see this movie. Why? Because of this one reason. Uh, oh, like, Dee Snider. Like, tell me about that movie. I enough. was like, okay, I'm going to see that movie.
4: If yeah. that's not enough, like, the scene that sold it for me is when a girl and her friends roll up to to Bubba's store because he wouldn't let them steal a candy bar before the purge happened. They roll up in, like, a Mercedes that's literally wrapped bumper to bumper in Christmas lights with Party in the USA blasting – and they get out of the car with like purge masks on. They're trying to kill Bubba. <laughs> oh,
1: <okay>. Because America, <laughs> fuck yeah.
4: <laughs> That's the part where I was like, yo, no, this is so dumb. I love it. I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> the, um, oh, something to avoid, by the way. Um, uh, speaking of crazy landmines to avoid, uh, there's a movie on Netflix. Um, avoid it. Oh, Jesus. Splatter. What movie? Splatter. It's a 30 minute movie. With the Corey Feldman one? The Corey Feldman
4: movie. He knows that. You know I watched it the other day. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. All
4: right, got to fucking talk about this movie. <laughs> we Ooh. have... Well,
1: this I didn't time, understand. I, I'll, I'll, two things. Uh, two things. One, this was definitely filmed in Corey Feldman's house. Yeah. <laughs> and two, half the cast was paid in Coke. I know <laughs> yes. it. Oh, I, know it. Yeah. I know it. Since nice. I know it. I know it.
4: How did they get Tony Todd? I know. <laughs> I, like, I spent
1: the whole time thinking like Tony. I'm so. I'm so disappointed in you, Tony. I really am. I'm very disappointed in you.
4: And what's his face directed it?
1: Joe Dante. Joe
4: Dante directed, directed what this. What the fuck happened?
3: <laughs> we said the same thing. Okay, it's a hell of a drink, Can yeah. somebody explain the fisheye lens? I I just want to know why. I don't
4: fucking no. I just like the whole time. My friend was just like, oh, Corey Feldman's in this. This looks stupid. Let's p-. we were looking for something bad to watch. And so we threw you that on and we're like, oh my God.
1: The oh my god, there's so much in that movie. And then the one chick, she's like, I'm gonna go bang him because he's a zombie now. And then she finally gets to <laughs> when he's a zombie. She's like, ew this was a bad <laughs> this idea. Was <laughs> idea. And <laughs> then everyone's dead, they're not dead. I
4: <laughs> Yeah, that was wild. I also I gotta say. If you're looking for something really insanely bad to watch, if you haven't seen it already, have you heard of a movie called Demon Wind? No, no, no. no. It's this awful Evil Dead ripoff from like the 80s. <laughs> it's got a dude who looks like Kevin Bacon who does magic and also kung fu. Huh. It is. versus the
1: IMDb champ.
4: It is so I, – I saw it because Alamo Draft House, like, they'll do dollar movie nights. Okay. And they just did it one night. And I saw it, and I was like, this is so fucking funny. And then I bought it on Blu-ray, naturally, because I was like, I need to own Demon this.
0: Demon Wind. Demon with Wind. With the need to investigate the mysterious death of his grandparents, Corey Demon and his one. friends assembled back to the old farm
4: where it all began 60 That's years the, earlier. That is the one.
1: Wow, yeah, that's that's pretty fucking Again, fantastic. Again, if you
4: guys have Shudder, it's on Shudder. Done. Yeah.
1: Done. The um, uh, it's wild.
4: S- you cannot what I, predict uh, where that movie will go.
1: Oh, I'm sure. The um, uh, you fucking splattered though. Holy shit. The, the well, oh my god, Joe Dante, what happened? What happened? Gremlins one, Gremlins two, and then that's the
0: howling, yeah. and then the howling. Matinee.
1: Oh, so much good shit. And then you and How much? You know, there's. You know what? Apparently, it was supposed to be a choose-your own adventure. What? Like at one point, or at least we
3: were looking into this. There was a lot of like choose-your own adventure. I think it was released during the YouTube days, where people were just doing that, where you you put up your video and you put up
4: other, yeah, like follow-up videos. Yeah, and it's just
3: like I I don't know who would,
1: but well, the funny thing is, it got released recently and everything else, but it came out in 2009. Yeah. Like and and I'm like I'm I watching all these people like with the the film quality and like the flip phones like there's no way this came out now, (laughs) like no way the uh, and apparently it did not uh, yeah that that shit same way I felt when I was watching Freddy vs Jason
4: I mean my favorite there's like there's like a letter there's like a letterbox review that sums it up perfectly which is just like I'm not gonna watch thirty minutes of Corey Feldman and Tony Todd directed by Joe Dante no matter how piss poor it is. Fair enough. Fair enough. It sums it up perfectly. And
1: yeah, that that does that that pretty much sums it up. The um, uh, oh god, the uh, oh Corey Feldman, God, you were so fucking high in that movie. It was something. It was something. And then I quickly watched his. Uh, Brandon said, "Oh, I have one more thing to show you about Corey Feldman." And then he showed me the uh, the good. Uh, that was not me. That was Justin. Oh, it was Justin. Oh yeah. Um, one of his friends uh, said, uh, "Like, hey, let me show you this other thing. It's a Good Morning America um, spot where Corey Feldman does a performance of his of his new musical band." Oh yeah,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. His album was.
1: Uh, it was something. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, so cool. What genre
4: of music is that? I what? could not even tell you.
1: Neither could I. Neither could I. I really, really couldn't. The um, uh, it was something. The. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, there's just some movies, man, that you just watch and you just got to laugh. They, uh, the, Like I was saying before, like Freddy vs. Jason was that for me. Love, I love that movie now, but I laughed through the whole fucking movie. Oh, it it's was a mess. Great. Oh, an absolute disaster, but but a lot of fucking fun of a movie. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's a good
4: place yeah. to
0: uh, and this. Lee, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, the, man. Night podcast. No, thank
4: you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, that's
0: talk so hard good. with everybody. We're here. <laughs> yep, and uh, we'll <laughs> back again sometime. Just to yep, talk about horror movies in general.
1: Yeah. Um,
4: but-
0: for now, though, Mark, do you want to take us out?
1: Um, uh, everybody, th- hey, leave then. Thank you again so much um uh, you know uh, please uh, we, we want to get the word out about uh, about the channel and all the wonderful interviews we have so please give us a like share subscribe on sure. all of the Facebook instagram YouTube we are under the midwest horror network on all of them we are now completely consistent so and all the people that have been watching we appreciate everything you've been doing like i said share it to your uh, uh, brothers sisters uncles best friends twice removed sure why not um uh, we appreciate everything you do and uh and keep an eye
0: out for Lilith. Uh, we'll post a link to the trailer in the description.
1: Absolutely. Oh, and, and, and Lee, where where can we find all your stuff, man? Um, um, uh, you know,
4: yeah. So you can find uh, any of any of our our film stuff on uh, RitterhouseProductions.com. dot com. That's R I T T E R H A U S Productions. Um, as where you can find any of our, our stuff. If you're looking for any commercial video work, please let us know because we are looking for clients at the moment. Um, and also, if you're looking for for me specifically and my horror movie reviews, you can find me on Those Horror Pals on YouTube. So nice. any and all of the above.
2: <laughs> Zoop!
4: Very, right. very, very cool. Links
0: cool.
2: to all those we put in the description. All right, cool. David, any last bit of things? Uh, Lilith, man, that was... <laughs> I went in like I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this, but I-, I loved every second of it. Like It kept me engaged from beginning to end.
0: Thank you so, so much, man. Good job on
2: that. that. Thank you.
1: Z- Zachary, any last myth things? Squirrels. Yep. Brandon, any last myth things? I like Slua. You should too. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much as always. Nightmares Podcast. We'll see you later, guys. Bye.